Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Jackpot, baby. baby. Raiders fan radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders fan radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into Into the the dark dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here Here we go! We miss you. Love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano at the 50, high running down, Oakland football, and I think Oakland victory. The Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph, Uncle Mosh, That's me. and Swag Jeff. <laughs> He's not here. Take it away, guys. <laughs> Why? Thank you, Brent Musburger. What is up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 248 of Raiders Fan Radio, coming to you live from uh, the palatial Murph's Fan Cave Studios, as the kids call it, uh, here in my bonus room otherwise. But um, we appreciate you uh, joining us here for this episode. We've got a ton to get to because, you know, Mosh, when we don't do a show for a couple weeks, then we typically end up having these like marathon shows because we got so much to talk about and we've got so much to give away tonight. Uh, so can't wait to jump into this episode with you. And thank you to everybody that is joining us live across all of the different podcast platforms, whether that be Stitcher, iTunes, uh, or it's not iTunes, it's Apple Podcasts uh, nowadays, it's Google Podcast, it's uh, Spotify, it's Pandora. You could ask your Alexa. You can uh, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. 
podcast. You can find your buddies here at Raiders Fan Radio. So appreciate you doing that and listening to us that way. Uh, also appreciate everybody on the uh, fan-sided or just blog baby websites where you can find our show because we are the official Raiders show of Just Blog Baby. And I appreciate all of you that have joined us there and appreciate all of our partners there at Fansided and uh, and all the uh, amazing, cool things they do for us here at Raiders Fan Radio. And then last but not least, thank you to the YouTubes. America, go to the YouTube right now. We appreciate everybody on the YouTubes at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio, where we have the absolute best chat room and best community there is in all of sports, let alone Raider Nation. And we appreciate everybody in there tonight in that chat room. Cody Thompson is in there. Bugsy Raider. Kill Jadis is in there. Kevin the Raider Nerd is in there. Paul Paul is in there. John Ogle is in there. Uh, Robert Pena. Um, I'm going to butcher your name, but I'm going to try it, brother. Nacion uh, Asalante is in there. Uh, Jesse Cardenas is in there. Robert Pena is in there. Lala Meloso is in there. Raiders Gears and Threads. That's our buddy Jay is in there. Uh, so many of our, our good friends. G. Mua is in there. Big Shane is in there. Uh, so many, so many cool folks in there. And we appreciate you very much for joining us tonight. All right. So my name is Murph and I'm the host of this little thing, but I don't do this show alone. And I have the absolute best co-host there is in the business, especially with my best friend Swag Jeff, who is not here. The man that adorns the Southern Annex of the Murphy <laughs> Man Cave Desk. Let's give it up for the legend, Uncle Mosh. What's up, Uncle Mosh? Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Raiders <laughs> Fan Radio, where we bring a lighter side <laughs> journey into the... Uh, Why are you playing yourself out already? I'm playing buddy? the outro music just to be silly. Oh, I'm like, wow, we're done already? <laughs> like, I, I Here thought at the we... top of the show. Top of the show. Okay. Somebody said, somebody said, somebody said, somebody, somebody, somebody said, the blue, the blue, we got a lot of blue going the on tonight. Blue. The blue is because, obviously, the blue for you is because, hey, the Warriors go, go, Warriors, yeah. Six time in eight years tonight, baby, let's Man. go. And we're, we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but hey, I'm wearing the blue because I gave up the red today. Oh. Oh, I went and did a I uh, went and did a little bit of a uh, little bit of blood donation today. It's the time, uh, it, you know. Get a hold of your American Red Cross. There's a, a million churches. There's a million organizations today in our local municipality where I work at uh, at the at the event center where where, where I'm at. Uh, they were having a little contest between the uh, the police department, the firemen, and the first responders. And uh, you go in there and you say, "Hey, who you want?" You know, and and kind of a thing. And it, it's. It, it's a time-consuming thing, but it's worth it. There's there's no there's no there's no substitute for it. So uh, it has to be done, and uh, I'm I'm proud to do it. Right and I've been giving blood for years and years and years, well, and uh, it's it's not something that uh, I do for accolades. It's just something that needs to be done. Right on, Uncle Mosh. So much there you respect. Go. Much respect. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you bringing awareness to that, including myself. Like I had, I mean, shame on me. We like, just never we, talked about we just it. Never and, talked about and, it. And then when I saw your shirt tonight and we talked about it, I'm like, well, I'm going to go do that. Now. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's a thing. Absolutely. So good stuff there. Appreciate you, Uncle Mosh. So as I mentioned, Swag Jeff is not here today, but taking the place of Swag Jeff is a uh, signed Hunter Renfro helmet. Oh, and we're going to give that away soon. Not tonight. We're going to give that away in the coming weeks, which we will tell you, gladly tell you all about. But, uh, uh, but appreciate Jeff, of course, who is the Sultan of Swag, of course, in helping us uh, secure a lot of amazing items uh, that we are going to give away tonight. And uh, anyway, so the, and, and we're going to talk about that soon. How about a little teaser, though? We'll give you a little teaser. 
Here's a little a couple mini helmets there. Shane Leckler. Yeah, it's the Blue Knight of the Minis. The oh, Blue Knight of the Minis. Nice. Hey, 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 hey. A little Shane Leckler, a little Sebastian Janikowski. We're going to give away some cool stuff because that's what we do in the Summer Swag, where 100% of the money that we raise goes to amazing Raiders charities like the Boletnikoff Foundation. But, Mosh, before we get to all that. Come on. We got, we got a little tradition around here. I got it. I got to hear it. We take our episode number and we tie it back to something significant within Raider Nation. Now, uh-huh. normally Jeff does this, but Jeff is on, he's actually on vacation with his he lovely is. wife, Chris. So, uh, uh, and, so anyway, so he missed the show this week, but uh, in his absence, it's, it's then came to me. So it's my, I'm going to take the episode number and tie it back to something significant. I, I, I within thought Raider he Nation. had, I thought he had a, uh, I thought he had a protege. I thought he had a, had a rookie. I thought he had a probie. Uh, we, he's got an assistant to the general manager of the, uh, of the episode number, but Tom did not send us anything. So, oh, came down to me. Tom, 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 right. T-Hom. So, <laughs> so, but you know, Mars. I'll never miss an opportunity to talk too much. No. So I'm not just going to give you our episode number and tie it back to something significant within Raider Nation. I'm going to tie it back to something significant within Raider Nation. Then I'm going to tie what's significant within Raider Nation back to something significant within the history of Raider Nation. Oh, we're going oh. deep. This is the this is the Lord of the Rings extended version. You're not talking about the 90 minute version you get on TNT. <laughs> we're diving into three and a half hours of Peter Jackson, baby. Let's go. <laughs> You're so stupid. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, so uh, number 248. So what would possibly be significant about the number 248 within Raider Tell Nation? Me. Mosh, in 1972, you know what significant happened in 1972 to the Raiders? Of course you do. <laughs> Absolutely, I was there. <laughs> for the Immaculate Deception. That's when, of course, the Raiders got jobbed for the you know, the, the biggest time in history, But in, if not for Rob Lytle's fumble, maybe. But anyways, one of the first times we got jobbed in history. That happened in 1972 when we lost to the divisional, or lost to the, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the divisional round. Now, that year, Uncle Mosh, the Raiders scored 365 points. Okay, 14-game wow. season, they scored 365 That's points. That's one point a day for the year. What? Oh, nicely done. Yeah, thank you. Nicely done. Do you know how many points they had scored against them that year? 248. Hey, let's go. Let's go. 248, (laughs) 1972. Now, why is that significant? Well, it's sort of significant because it's, you know, it's tied to a a team stat uh, throughout history. But here's what's interesting, and here's where I had to go immerse black hole of the internet on this Ooh, come on. You know, because I don't like to dive in a little bit, Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The point differential between I don't do, I don't do math I hate math but we I love numbers. Hate math. But if you look at the math and you do some simple subtraction, subtraction you can even subtraction. You can even if I, if I could spell that. Three hundred sixty-five minus two forty-eight. Mosh is one hundred and seventeen. So their positive point differential for the season was one hundred and seventeen. That's good for top ten. All time in Raiders history. No way. Including tying the, the, in 1973 the next year at 117. The best ever point differential for the Raiders was 235 and 220 in 1967 and 1968, respectively, when, of course, the Mad Bomber was chucking them deep to Warren Wells. Come and on. Politico. Amazing story there. When you look at the Raiders' most successful seasons, they had the largest point differential. So when you look at, so I've mentioned the first two. In the year 2000, it was 180. And these are all positive numbers. In the year 2002, it was 146. When you look at all the years when we had incredible success, we had massive point differentials. Now, what's the alternative to that? What years did we struggle? 
Do you know Uncle oh, Mosh? Most of them. <laughs> most of them. The last time, since John Gruden was there the first time, the last time we had a positive point differential, I'll give you one guess on what year it was. 12. Close. 16. Okay. Right? That was okay. the year Derek Carter. Oh, uh, yeah. So that was the last time. So when you look at the point differential, it's, we've gone negative 21, 20, 19, 18, 17, 16, 15, and 14. Uh, excuse me. And 16, we had, we had the, the 30. It was 31 positive in point differential. Everything else has been negative all the way to go back in 2010. We had a positive to 39. And that's it since 2002. Two years. Wow. We've only had positive point differentials. We've always been at the back end of this thing. So is that any indicator of, of, of the success in the NFL? It seems like it to me, and it really jumped out when I saw that, that 248. So let's hope that the Raiders return to form, that we have a positive point differential, preferably above 100, because the three times that we've won the Super Bowl, or excuse me, two of the times we won the Super Bowl, we had a, po- a positive point differential over 100. The only one was the wild card year. Because uh, um, we had a, 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 we had an eleven and five season, but we struggled for part of that. Right, and right, so, right, and right. So it was it was only fifty eight. But anyways, but point being, so there you go. It's probably everything you ever wanted to know about damn point differential. <laughs> 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 You're stupid. Oh, so stupid. All right, Uncle Mosh, shout out the chat room one time, and let's go to contact info. Wow, we're gonna start off the chat room right off the bat. Q dog. Jumping in there, he said, the Avengers have a Hulk, but RFR has a mod. Hey, LFT Nation. He's in there. Cody Thompson killed Jadis, Robert Pena, Paul Egerton. Swaggy Jeff, let's go, baby. What's uh, Swaggo? Yeah. Uh, what I say? Kill Jadis. I can't scroll up. I got too many things going on over here. Let's see. <laughs> uh, he's he's going to. Uh, ITK. Uh, Jimwa. Jimwa. Jumois. Jumois. I love, um, Paul says, run that by me again, Murph. I couldn't, Paul. If I, if I tried my best, <laughs> I couldn't do that again. <laughs> you hadn't done one of those where we lost you. When you, when you started talking, <laughs> the first six words, the, the wall went up, and we all went, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it was like being an in, in intro to algebra for my fourth time. It was like, <laughs> come on. It's like an HR presentation from work. <laughs> HR presentation, that's a PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> Where they've gone in and put the little blank over the year. You know, yeah, in 1973, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, 96, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, hit some contact info, Mosh, and let's get on with the show. This is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins as long as it's the Raiders. feel bad for anybody that had headphones on for that one, including <laughs> us. Just blew out the old eardrums there, man. I, I got a new board here in the fan cave. We got some new toys. We got a new camera. We got a couple new new things here. So uh, anyways, I apologize for that if I blew out your big, eardrums. Big Shane uh, says, hey, Moss, you remember the San Jose Speedway? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. The one across from Eastridge Mall? Uh, duh. Yeah, or, or the, or the, uh, the fairgrounds where they used to have, they used to have the, uh, cars. The, and they'd have the mile, the, the, the oh, San Jose yeah, yeah, mile yeah. out uh-huh. there, you know? Oh man. Back in the day, back in the day, back in the day, back in the absolute. So what my dad's house, I could hear the sprint cars at the fairgrounds from 
like when, oh, I was, like when he night. lived out in Santa Teresa yeah, out there. Uh, no, East Side. East when we Side, were in Santa yeah, Teresa. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. Anyways, but um, man, I love going those the outlaws and all that stuff. Oh, Nick Racino so much and all fun. That. What's up, man? Um, good San Jose flashbacks there. That's fun. All right, um, all right. Next up, let's get to uh, Mosh. Let's get to uh, a little bit of respect. And I, I think we had a new respect. Oh, here it is. Murph, Swaggy J, Nation, it's time for a little respect. You know, respect ain't bought, it ain't sold, it ain't demanded, it ain't negotiated, it's earned. And without blowing smoke or giving shameless plugs, we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. First off, we want to give respect to the uh, to the uh, to the Golden State Warriors. Mosh, want to give respect because Twitter told you they were done. Twitter told you the 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 Warriors are washed, as the kids say. Yeah, or they're not, or they're back in the finals, and we're fixing right. to take out Tatum and the freaking Celtics here. And uh, don't forget, folks, the Warriors went to four straight finals uh, against the Cavaliers. Of course, we got knocked up by the Raptors and and, and Kwame and his goofy laugh, but then. Two years later, after some serious injuries, the Warriors are definitely back. And I will say this to you, because I know we have so many, so many Los Angeles Raiders fans. And I love this mosh, because I love that we're all on the same team when it comes to the Raiders. I know that globally... The Raider Nation is just, it's, it's, it's everywhere, and there's such a huge contingent in Los Angeles. But all of you that are in Los Angeles that are stupid-ass Laker fans and stupid-ass Dodger fans, just jump in tonight and watch the NBA Finals as the Golden State Warriors show you how to build a team. Because in the NBA, you can still build a team by drafting. And you draft Draymond, and you draft Poole, and you draft Clay, and you draft Steph, and you build an amazing team by drafting and not by going out and signing punks like LeBron James. At me. Come on. Let's see what you got. Go Warriors. All right. (laughs) (laughs) That was supposed to be respect somehow, but okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Respect to the Warriors (laughs) for getting back, for showing everybody what's up, man. Here's what I'll say, and I'm not saying I'm going to save you to rant, but look, growing up in the Bay Area as an almost 50-year-old man, Look, I, I, I remember, the course, the days of run TMC and all that, and those were amazing times as a Warrior fan. But there was a run of, I don't know, 14, 15 years in there. Not only were the Warriors the worst team in the NBA, we were the most embarrassing franchise in all of sports. We had Latrell Sprewell coaching or choking our coach for crying out loud. Like, we had the most dysfunctional, goofy-ass organization. And then here, when, when Steph and those guys came back around and brought us back to prominence and the, and the glory of the freaking 70s and whatnot, it's been awesome to be a, a Warriors fan. Like, and, and there was the We Believe era where there was a blip on the radar with, with, with Barron and those guys. But like, I'm telling you, man, when you, when you suffered through all that garbage to then get to where they're at now, like, I don't feel sorry about rubbing it in. in about ni- it was 1975, 1976. I can't remember what year it was. The Warriors won. They, the, they won the championship, okay? 72 and, and 3, I think? Nah, you were born, so it was after that. Oh, okay, all right. And, and uh, I remember that we, they, it was, they were, you, could go to, you could go to Safeway and get tickets. I mean, they were giving them away. You know, like, you, you, it was no big deal to get tickets to the Warriors games, right? So they go ahead and they win, and we took a bus. Oh, you You're, nailed it, 75. Shame yeah, on me. Please, I lived through it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so your dad and I and your Uncle Steve and Aunt Nancy put this together. They rented one of these big coaches 
Yeah. And there was a, a celebration of the Warriors in the old, uh, God, I can't believe, it might have been the Cow Palace. Maybe yeah, where they played okay. at, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we all got in there. It was Murph and Bruz and Doug Rich, and and it was everybody. It was everybody in that in that photo. And you and and your uncle Steve and your aunt Nancy and and me and your dad. And, and I remember because I sat next to him. We were up towards the front of the bus, and uh, we all drove up. Then we could drink on the bus and everything, and you know, and, and and went up there. And they had this like huge, massive free pep rally for anybody that wanted to come. And oh, it was fun. Oh, it was so much fun. And then just everybody piled back in the bus and headed back down. They, they dropped us all off at like Willow Glen High School or something. Oh, but nice. it was, oh man, it was such a blast. But, oh, that is but so that cool. was back when they were literally giving away tickets. Nobody wanted to go see the lawyers, you know. Nobody wanted to go to Cow Palace anyway. But you know, that was the uh that was that was a cool time. It was a really cool well, time. And, and you know what? And I want to kind of pick your brain on half a second just to kind of diverge off respect for a minute. Because I was so little. I don't I don't I really don't You were remember. one. I was, but like when you look at the run, so the, the, if you ever want to watch a great documentary, it's called the Renegades, I think it's called the Renegades or Rebels of, of Oakland. And it talks about the Warriors, the A's, and the Raiders. So the A's went in what, 72, 73, right? Something like that. Yeah. And they went to 74, they went through, I forget, shame on me. I should know this off the top of my head. But the, the, the A's win there, the Warriors win 75, Raiders win in 76. Like we, Dominated Oakland sports dominated the sports landscape during those during that time. And until you look at what Pittsburgh had the year that 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 the uh, the first I think it was the first year that the Pittsburgh Steelers won. There was also the year the Penguins won, and they also wear the the mustard and black. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then uh, I can't remember who won in. in oh, the Pirates won. They hit like I believe they hit all three. They hit oh, they okay. hit hockey, okay. football, and baseball. Oh no kidding! Yeah, yeah, and then we hated them. Even gave us even more reason to hate them. So the A's did win three in a row. So 72, 73, 74. So beat seventy four. We beat the Dodgers, right? Yes. Yeah, that was the one I was at. That was one year. That's yeah. one I was at. Yeah, I was that in, was the one. No, 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 no. You no, were seventy three. Seventy three. Yeah, seventy three. I was in utero, right? Yeah, that, that was with one. the Reds. Was that the Reds? That was the Mets. The Reds, Mets, year Mets. before, in 72. Maybe that's the one, because it would have been October 72. I was born in March of 73. Yeah. So that's the one. Anyways, like I always say that like I literally have been going to the Coliseum since before I was born, because they all went to the World Series, and uh, my mom was pregnant with me at the, at the Oakland Coliseum for that. Anyways, but so that freaking run. But she was still chugging beer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Uh, Pass that joint, Susie. Don't hit it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness well at least i come by it honestly there you all go. right um all right next up let's see let's continue with the respect so speaking of those days speaking of the the 70s raiders you know this isn't the first or the last time we're ever going to give respect to coach john madden on this show and we have been giving it a lot lately because uh, unfortunately we lost coach uh just earlier in the year um but we're going to go ahead and we're going to celebrate him because uncle mosh as you know, John Madden, one of the things he was very famous for and post his coaching career was the Madden video game. Right, right. And so he is on occasion appeared on the cover. And so this now being the first game since his passing, um, much respect and kudos to the folks at EA Sports because, look, and I've given EA a hard time 
over the years, especially the last four or five years because of the, the changes they made to the game, and it's just not as fun as it used to be. I don't think so. Um, but I will give them much respect here uh, on this uh, move because they, of course, put Coach Madden back on the cover, and so the, there's going to be three variations to nice. the Madden cover, which you can get, and I'm assuming it's special editions and whatever. But uh, anyways, good for you, uh, EA Sports, and much, much respect. And so speaking of Coach Madden, uh, I figured this would be a, a good time to kind of check back in on like, you know, the relevance of Coach Madden, how he resonates today, not only with current players like John Simpson, who you're going to hear, uh, but you're also going to hear from uh, former players like Phil Villapiano. You're going to hear from Matt Millen. You're going to hear from a lot of guys in this clip about just what John Madden meant to the Oakland Raiders. Every time he's around, just such... Uh, such an amazing man, Derek. Um, you know, so kind. Uh, always, you know, everyone said he was a coach. He was definitely always a coach. You know, he has such a legacy. Obviously, the kids and everybody nowadays thinks about the video game and uh, you know, uh, and all those things and the legacy he's left there. But you know, what he was what he was able to do with his career is pretty awesome as well. Oh man, it's it's been nothing short of really uh, <laughs> legendary. You know, we all we all grew up playing Madden and. You know, I, I remember my first Madden was 2002, and I played it every year until I'm actually on the game. So, I mean, you, you hear his voice, you hear him broadcasting, you know the kind of the guru of football that he was and that he was for the organization. It's just what he's done for the game and for most of us NFL players in this building is just, you can't even put it in words. When I think of John Madden, I think of greatness. A young coach like him coming in and leading the Raiders to their first Super Bowl, that's, that's greatness. That's as great as it comes. What he meant as a Raider, uh, as a coach, um, you know, what he meant as a broadcaster, just with his personality. with That's his Barry quirky, Sanders. Um, no kidding. Sayings, yeah. But it just as a lifelong Raiders fan, I was definitely excited to talk to Coach Madden. John Madden's a wise guy. He could touch the right buttons with a lot of our players. And I guess there's a couple that he couldn't, you know, uh, get to, and they didn't last very long. But John, <laughs> if, if you listen to John, and you kind of, uh, he, he would set you straight. He'd keep you going, uh, straight and narrow, and uh, a great mentor. John was good with getting motivating guys. You know, he knew what button to hit with guys. He knew their personalities. John's very intelligent, you know, and he knows, he, he knows guys, he knows their personality, and that was a big asset with us, with John, that John knew how we were. He, he, not as a group, but as individuals. You know, to get into like what the Madden game has become and what it is in pop pop culture. Um, so for for a retired player, um, it's just uh, you know icing on the cake. You know, so many kids that never saw me play, um, that will never see me play, and they know of me through the Madden football game. Um, you know, and and uh, they don't just know the name, right? I mean, they know serious stats and things like that. So. So uh, that, that's kind of what that uh, been on the cover of Madden meant. Now the all Madden team was just like an all pro team, except John's picking it. John's saying, look, if I'm picking an all pro team, this is what it would be, and here's why. And then he, he spoke exactly about what his team was made up for. And he, you know, he put me on that team for a few years and he put me on the all time team. That, that to me was very satisfying, you know, with John to make that, that's he. That's what he thought, because I respected his opinion so much. And I understood what he wanted in a player, and so if he's putting you on that, I'm for it. 
Uh, good stuff there from former players. Of course, you heard uh, Matt Millen there at the end. And I loved the comments from Barry Sanders. And we're going to talk more about Barry Sanders in a minute. Uh, I didn't realize he was a lifelong Raider fan. And uh, we're going to talk about him uh, touring the uh, Henderson facility uh, coming up in just a little bit. All right, but well, one last bit of respect we want to get to. And uh, so, Mosh, we got a pretty cool thing going on. There's a lot of... Uh, I, I, our listeners are the most generous folks in the world. I Bar none. And, Bar um, none. And so I had a listener uh, reach out to us this week and offered up a set of tickets to give away for free um, to, uh, to someone that you all would recommend. So I want to give respect to this person. They asked not to be named, so I'm not going to name them. Um, but I will say this, that I've got two tickets um, on August 26th for the, uh, the game against the Patriots. So this is the preseason game against the Patriots in Vegas. And um, if you've got someone that you would like to send to the game, send me uh, their, their contact information or maybe a little story there. Again, this person asked that maybe somebody that wouldn't normally have an opportunity to take um, you know, their family to a game or, or, or a kid to a game, like you know, I don't, maybe a single mom, or like someone because we look this stuff is expensive and the Raiders tickets when you look at the like the graph based on like the rest of the league like it's ridiculous how much it, it is to go to a Raider game nowadays and that's not totally surprising but anyways point being though is that we want to uh, we want to honor that request from this person and uh, so yeah if you've got somebody that maybe normally wouldn't be able to attend a game um, um, how are we going to do you going to have them email that to you yeah email me at okay. show that's s-h-o-w at raidersfanradio.com and just just kind of shoot that to me and, and so we'll go over that we'll 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 take it to the executive board and we'll go over that yeah, and we'll, we'll, just, we'll draw somebody out of it if we have to put them chips in a bucket or whatever we do yeah absolutely yeah be, so that's we'll just, awesome is it now it's a pair of tickets it's a pair of tickets yeah pair of tickets okay tickets. Yep. awesome so, so yeah so good stuff there and we, we appreciate you you know who you are and uh and i look forward to giving those away to somebody that uh will will look forward to using oh my gosh the donations are coming in so i'll tell you what let's go ahead and hit an audio break and then uh mosh and then let's jump in to this uh little thing we do called summer of swag sorry i was i was writing we have a go for main engine start. And we have main engine start. Two, one. Booster ignition and liftoff of This discovery. is one of my favorites. Hello, I'm so astronaut good. Jose Hernandez, and you're listening to Raiders Fan Radio. He was the best interview. That dude's so cool. All right, so appreciate everybody that is in the chat room tonight. Uh, Mario, what's up, Mario? Uh, Mario uh, Tovar, of course, the uh, longtime friend of the show and uh, writes fantastic articles over there at the Just Blog Baby website. We appreciate you. And, of course, the Raider Ramble, uh, which is kind of his OG blog. And, uh, yeah, Mario's been around uh, with us a long time and a good, good friend of the show. We appreciate you. I appreciate Yoshi in there, Paul Edgerton. Paul? Uh, the Heat Freak is in there. Carlos is in there. Robert Pena is in there. Alfred Esparza. All Eyes on G is in there. Aaron the Dog Raider, of course. Daniel Mangus uh, is in there. We appreciate all of you. And, um, man, I, oh, Storm is in there. Raiders, Gears and Thread, that's Jay. And um, along with those people that are in the chat room, we've also got some amazing donations coming in. So, yeah. Uncle Mosh, talk about the donations. What did those folks have to say? And then tell us what we're giving away tonight. So, Q-Dog already threw in his donation to start with right off the bat. Tyrone Graves says, hey, Uncle Mosh Murph and the whole RFR crew taking a, a pee break. <laughs> <laughs> but before I get back on the road, sending happily, happy, heavenly birthday to my great late Uncle Bernard. Right on. R.I.P. Uncle Bernard. And then Daniel Mangus comes in there saying, I'm going strong. I'm wanting six chips. Wow. Congratulations to Coach Madden and the Madden cover. And tonight, so it is the night of the Blue Minis. 
and we've got too many helmets, okay? Too many helmets signed. Uh, I don't know all the stuff that Swaggy does. He talks about how they're how they're legit. They're they JSA do, certified. JSA, what yes. and what is that? Uh, that's, I, the, that's that's the the group that just signed it. At, at, I, I don't know. Here. I don't know. What it <laughs> but it's, it's, but it's, that means it, that it's it's legit. It's the company that certifies autographs, and so yeah, you get a uh, you get the card that comes with it. Uh, so there's a little card that's got a code on it, and then you go to the website and you can enter in the code. And it'll show you like it'll even sometimes it'll even show you like a picture of the actual item or the person signing it or whatever. So yes, yeah, so we would only ever uh, give away uh, you, you know legit stuff around here. We're not hawking bad merch, that's for sure. No, and, no, uh, no. And so uh, so yes, it's JSA certified. So we've got so two things. So we've got a, um, a Sebastian Janikowski signed mini helmet. We've got a Saint, Shane Leckler signed mini helmet. Um, we're going to probably give both away, but I want to hit a certain number before we give both of those away tonight. Because, again, all the money we raise here at Raiders Fan Radio goes 100% to Raiders-related charities like the One Nation Foundation, and, uh, and, that, and that is our nonprofit organization, and that gives all of its money away to different Raiders-related charities like the Bolitnikoffs. So um, know that's 100% where your money is going tonight. Um, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider says Jackson State alumni. <laughs> for JSA. <laughs> but anyways, but we appreciate all of you that are going to donate tonight. So every $10 donation, uh, Uncle Mosh is going to write up a poker chip for you, put it in a bucket, and then we're going to draw poker chips randomly and then award that to you. You send me your address, and then I will mail you the signed mini helmets for two of the all-time greatest special teamers in, uh, in Shane Leckler and, uh, of course, Sebastian Janikowski. Tyrone Graves with a $5 donation says, shout out all in the 610, uh, 601 area code. Happy Mississippi Day with a $5 donation. Tell you what, Tyrone, I'm going to match that other 5 bucks, And uh, we're going to add in an extra poker chip for you. Kill Jadis has got one in there. One chip gang. Hootie hoo. By the way, y'all forgot to do the contact info. We did? Oh. oh. Well, okay. We'll do that while we're taking more donations. Woo! Hey, Woo! Raider Nation. You got your old Uncle Mosh here with an updated contact info. So sit up, zip up, shut up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909 345 3346. Or as Murph would say, 909-345-3346. How about emailing me? You want to email me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki Tiki Tucky Tuck. TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Everybody yeah, twitching that head. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. <laughs> or if you oh, don't like God. that, go to the YouTube. America, go to go the, the YouTube. YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh my God, if that wasn't enough. If that wasn't enough, go to your podcast provider and search Raiders Fan Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I saw you turn towards your mic. I thought it was coming. I was messing with you. Ah, dang, dang. Okay, so I'm an idiot. 
Why? Well, because only the YouTube uh, audience would know this. The the podcast audience wouldn't know the difference. That you're an idiot? Well, <laughs> no, no everybody, they know. Everybody knows I'm an idiot. But why I'm an idiot in this particular instance? The finals start tomorrow. Oh, you big I thought it was tonight. Guys. I thought it was tonight. I'm such an idiot. Anyway. Hey, but you know what's better than that? What's better than that, Uncle Mike? Big Shane throwing in a C-note. Oh, let's go, Big Shane. Big Shane saying Shane. He's Shane. Big Shane says, hey, he says, love the show and appreciate what you do with the foundation. Very respectable, gentlemen. Thank you for your commitment. Oh, commitment to awesome. excellence, my brother. Amen. Thank you, Shane. That is incredibly, Ebony, incredibly kind. Ebony says, no, 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 no. I ain't, uh-uh. You're not done yet. No, Ebony says, 20 bucks because I'm oh, his wife. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Miss Ebony Graves. That is awesome. Uh, oh, and, and Ebony, by the way, I've got your care package because Ebony has got a towel and some other little things I threw in there. Uh, I've got that on the way. The fulfillment department at Raiders Fan Radio, just for oh. all of you, just to make you aware, you'll always get what we promise we're going to send you. But sometimes I got a day job. Sometimes I'm yeah. a little late on, on sending stuff out. And you're stupid. You said And it. I'm stupid. Yeah. Like, no, no, wait a minute. I didn't say I was, stupid. I said I was an idiot. Oh, my you know, bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to be stupid and an idiot. Uh, sorry. All right, but hey, but appreciate all the amazing donations. As always, every single dime will go to the One Nation Foundation and support the Belenikoffs. Okay, so speaking of that, let me say this real quick as we get into this summer of swag. Mosh, I talked to Angela Belenikoff a little bit via email oh, this nice. week. Okay. And the Belenikoff Foundation dinner is going to be on the 16th of December. Unfortunately, um, she the only time she could get was, was that close to Christmas. Um, but I think we're going to be able to make it work. So the 18th is the Sunday night game against the Patriots, but the Belenikoff dinner will be December 16th. So that's when we're going to donate this money. Um, we're going to present the check, and of course, we always present it on behalf of the listening audience of Raiders Fan Radio and the supporters of the One Nation Foundation. Um, but So that will be December 16th. So, so for those of you that are coming to Vegas um, for any games and you want to link up with the RFR crew, that's the one game we're probably going to go to in right, Vegas right. this year. And then, of course, we're going to have a blast in Nashville for the, the game when the Raiders come uh, to Tennessee. But we'll talk more about that even later. Um, but anyways, but for, so for, the, for the donations, for the money we raise, we're giving it away on that night on December 16th at the Paris Hotel Casino. And you can, even, you can buy tickets to that, and you can attend the event with us, man. We'd love to meet, meet up with you. We met up with Jay last year uh, from Raider Gears and Threads and from Arizona Raider Nation. And, uh, and uh, yeah, anybody else who wants to come, please, please do. Oh, my gosh, we got a lot more coming so in. So Matthew Mangus dropped uh, seven, seven uh, chips worth right here. He says, Murph, I love the shirt. Where'd you get that shirt? Oh. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, <laughs> and Trinidad. Hadn't heard from Trinidad in a minute. Trinidad says, I'm a, I'm in the one chip gang. And uh, so we're up to, uh, we got eight different people that have, ch- oh, have chimed in. We're, we're on our way. Love Here we it. go, man. Here we go. We're Here di- we go. at the top of the show. At top of the show. So we've already, I think we're going to hit any, any of those numbers that we needed to to get both away. So we'll look forward to giving both of those items away. So yeah, so definitely the more donations you get in, the more chances you have to win. And Matthew Mangus, man, you and your brother tonight, incredibly generous. Crushing it. Uh, 72 bucks. Mosh, give him, let's go ahead and round him up too. I'll, I'll throw Done. him that eight bucks Done. to give him the extra chip. I'm keeping track. That's uh, 13 for you. 13 for for me okay and so he where'd i get the shirt so i got it at fanatics 
Uh, I got on the Fanatics website, which is an affiliate here of Raiders Fan Radio. If you go to RaidersFanRadio.com slash gear and click the uh, the Fanatics link, whether you buy uh, basketball stuff or baseball stuff or football stuff or whatever, um, we get a little <laughs> bit of a kickback. And that kickback, once again, all goes into the One Nation Foundation. Matthew Mangus, um, he, he's uh, planning on week three attending the game and maybe for Fred Boletnikoff and with an also a $10 donation. So we appreciate you very, very, very much. And uh, all right, one last thing, and I promise, because you guys will never talk about the Raiders. We're going to talk a ton about the Raiders here coming up in just a couple minutes. What's more Raider than Madden? Stop it. Okay, all right, fair enough. All right, but before we get to that, <laughs> I got I to gotta play this. So someone sent us a thing. You guys are, are you guys are the best, and we get the coolest voicemails and, and, and phone calls and emails from our listeners, and um, we got a really cool one this week from the Raider Karaoke Kid. And so here, while we're doing the, the Summer of Swag, while we're talking about all the things we're giving away, these two mini helmets, let's check in with our buddy Raider Karaoke Kid and his Summer of Swag Mosh theme song. Come on. That's great, it started with a draft date Fans came to participate Murph and Jeff were not afraid Back to the fan cave, sharing with the enclave Teasing all the show leads, pumping super chat feeds Mosh with the promo cuts, chief We still hate your guts, prizes and surprises on the weekly Weekly, club in a blame game Branch to the Hall of Fame, while Ziegler and McDaniels Work a combat site, swag Jeff Swinging with the Mangers Brothers, breathing down His neck <laughs> team by team reporters, baffle cap, working out, grabbing at the low fruit. Fine, then, uh-oh, overflow, one receiver, gotta go, but it'll do. Rep yourself, serve yourself, Davis, serve the team's needs. Captain Curzon, ears bleed, waiting for the beginning of the season. Bring the mic, right, scrounging up a gift well card for Rivers, worn out, right. It's the summer of swag, yes, we know it. It's the summer of swag, yes, we know it. It's the summer of swag as we know it. We feel fine. Car haters open fire looking at the waiver wire. Foggy glasses slow turn. Listen to the nation churn. Ink them to a contractor. Let them walk and cut that. Every move deliberate. New regime legitimate. Uncle Ma, Shuey, Cleet. Chug down, chug down. Mad Max and Chandler. Crush, crush. Oh, oh. Best calls you ever heard. Press the damn button. Nerf. Poker chip, poker chip, poker chip. Drop. Operation <laughs> One Nation benefits down the line. It's the summer of swag as we know it. It's the summer of swag as we know it. It's the summer of swag as we know it. We feel fine. Oh, we feel fine. Nice, Mars. It's the summer of swag as we know it. It's the summer of swag as we know it. It's the summer of swag as we know it. We feel fine. Q Dog leads the calls, emails, tell it all. One name stands tall. Paul, 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 Paul. Potatoes, pick a fight every night. Premonition, part of the jackpot, boom. Some still bitter about the 21 Gemini, right? Right. It's the summer of swag as we know it. Everybody! It's the summer of swag as we know it. It's the summer of swag as we know it. We feel fine. This has been the Raider Karaoke Kid. It's the summer of swag and we love it. 
Take care, nation. And to the Mangus boys, top rope, baby. Oh, man. Oh, I love so it. I, lo- I love the banter between our between our folks. Oh, it's you the know, best. it's a great. And speaking oh. of the Mangus boys, Daniel just threw in another four chips worth, <laughs> and he says, "What a fire song! It's the summer of swag as oh, we know it." I love it, man. What a great it. song! Great job, Fantastic. Raider Karaoke Kid, man. And I love it. And then the Mangus boys were going at him too. They're like, <laughs> of course, they were very kind with their donation, but they're like, "Get this guy off of here!" <laughs> I love, love the rivalry, man. Look, I made my glasses fog up. Raider How Karaoke much Kid, fun. That was fair. When he went, Paul, 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 Paul. Paul. <laughs> that was freaking amazing. Everybody's calling him uh, the RFR Weird Al. Ah, oh, yeah, he it. is. Very, very much so. Very much. All right. So, right off. So, appreciate those donations. Keep them coming in. We're going to give away. Um, we got, and let me show you this, too. This summer swag ain't no joke, guys. We're giving away the coolest stuff. So, oh, my gosh. So, tonight we're giving away the, the two mini helmets. Right. Um, the Hunter Renfro signed helmet right there, which you could full size signed helmet, which you can see we're giving away uh, at the Fannies. And then I'm going to go back to my camera over here. So this is what we're going to give away over the next couple weeks is a signed Nate Hobbs jersey. Right uh, the, on, our, right the, on. The, the, our, the AFL signed Nate Hobbs jersey. And then let's, look at this baby right here. Daryl LaMonica signed number three jersey right there baby Mosh may old be school. throwing in a hundred bucks on that one <laughs> old school man the, oh. just the silver and black home jersey uh to celebrate the late great daryl lamonica but anyway oh. so we've got a lot of cool stuff coming and uh and yes tonight mosh one more time before we hit an audio break what we're giving away tonight the two signed mini helmets from the legends shane leckler and sebastian janikowski shane leckler and sebastian janikowski they're signed mini helmets uh, they had real sized heads, so they didn't wear these. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. We're giving yeah. that away. So any of the donations that come in, we're going to draw for those and give those away. All right. Here at the top of the show, 45 minutes in, let's talk about the darn Raiders. Uncle Mosh, hit a break and then we'll jump into it. Woo! Okay, go. Hey, everybody, this is your old Uncle Mosh out here at, at the Raiders game. I got Q-Dog, I got Mojo, I got Big Raider Trucker, and they got something to tell you about Raiders Fan Radio. Get your facts, get your funny, and get the F out. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Can't wait to see those guys coming up soon uh, when we get together for the, uh, the Raiders-Titans game uh, here in Tennessee, and then also, of course, we'll see those guys in Vegas. Um, all right, Mosh. Hit me. Before we even jump into the off-season news, I want to jump into some off-season, I don't know, dumbassery? Dumbassery. How about, I'll tell you what, how about, let's see, do I have it here? Do I have the sea of, ben- yeah, here it is. We're going to, I'm going I'm, I'm to call an audible here on the run of do the it. show. We're going to go into the sea of pendejos. Hey, pendejo, how you doing? Hey, Bendeco, how you doing? Yeah, that's close enough. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, that means uh, my real good friend. Bendeco? Ben, how's that again? Bendeco, man. Bendeco. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> say, uh, bend over, Bendeco. Bendeco, how you doing? Get back to the all right, so the Bendeco, the Sea of Bendecos, Bendecos as, as Chong calls them, or as Cheech would say, Pendejos. Mendejos. Population one. You want to know who it is this week, Oh, Maj? my gosh. It could be anybody. Uh, Not Mike Florio. 
Oh, I'm surprised. I know. He's, he's, he's kind of like the lead Bendejo, right? <laughs> Who is it? It's Peter King. What did, what did dumbass Peter well, King was, have to say? Here's what Peter King had to say. Because, Mosh, you know it's the offiest of the offseason oh, when the Chargers are getting run in media, right? So, Peter King, longtime NFL analyst, commentator, all that kind of stuff, releases his power rankings, which, and you release power rankings in May, it's bullshit anyways. <laughs> but when you release, he releases his power rankings. So, who's at the top of the list are the Buffalo Bills, because they're the darlings of the NFL this oh. year. And I kind of get that. I mean, look, they got a, a big arm quarterback, they got an explosive offense, like they got a good defense. Like, I kind of get that. But who's number two on stupid ass Peter King's? freaking power rankings for those of you on the YouTubes I'm holding it up here it's the Chargers can we what one of these days why just, why what's his, just, what's his motivation I, Tell I, me. I don't know just like one of these days can we please for the love of all things holy not over freaking run the Chargers in the offseason every year and every year they fail this team has been picked to win the division or the conference, I swear to goodness, for like the last 20 years. And they continually underachieve. Peter King, there he's got them, the Bills, Chargers, then he's got the Chiefs, Rams, Packers, Bucks, Bengals, Ravens, Eagles, and Niners. Why are the Eagles number nine? <laughs> like, give me a break, man. Does this guy not watch the same sports the rest of us do? Okay, so what's the, what's the criteria for power ranking? What's That's he why saying? they're dumb. Yeah, you know, you know what my power rankings are, Mosh? Wins and losses. Yeah, exactly. And you <laughs> the know, scoreboard. Yeah, ab- thank you. Like, and so, dude is like, okay, this like career journalist, this highly respected guy, and that's the kind of content that he pumps out. I, okay, I'll tell you what. Here's my power rankings. You ready? You know who's number one? Yeah, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. You know who's number two? The Raiders. The Ra- <laughs> Dude, it's like when people do like schedule predictions, and I oh, used to crack me up. Uh, so, Sonny, we would do our schedule predictions, and he'd go, win, 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 yeah. win, win. <laughs> 16 and 0, baby. Like, because it's so like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and now it's kind of like, now look it, I will give you a pass on that stuff because you go Mastradamus on that kind of stuff, right. and you have like a different, like, I don't know, there's a different vibe to when you're when you're calling your shot on some stuff. But like when it, these power rankings, like, okay, and I'm not, this is not a taking a shot at anybody, but I'll let me just say this. No one cares about your fantasy football team. No one cares about your mock draft. No one cares about your power rankings. No one cares. There's a reason we don't talk about this stuff on the show. Yeah. I'm not going to talk yeah. about my fantasy football. No one, care- no one cares about my fantasy football. You know who cares about their fantasy football team? Whoever they are. Whoever they are, yeah. yeah Jeff cares about his. I don't give a shit about his fantasy football team. So- you know who cares about my mock draft? Me. Yeah. You know, you, you know who else cares? No one. So the reason, <laughs> you know, I, I, here's what I think. I think the Chargers are the NFL's darling. Why? I, I, because because of the whole move to L.A., they got to do good. They're in the biggest city in the nation. They only draw forty eight people, you know, and those are all Philip Rivers' kids, you know, and, and 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 some of them are wearing Raiders jerseys, you know. I mean, you know, what I'm saying they're the darlings, and if and if they fail, the NFL fails. It's like I had a boss yeah, one time. Point. I had a boss one time that hired a, a football coach, and we went we went. 0-10, oh, next year, 0-10, oh, next year, 1-9. And, and why did you fire that guy? Well, we won a game. Well, why did you fire that guy? Well, I don't want people to think I made a mistake. You know what uh, I mean? So the NFL yeah. doesn't want to see that they, that they 
bomb that they shit to bed by moving the L.A. Superchargers to L.A., you know, they're the darlings. That's a good point. And you know what? And, you know, this is now, see, this is clicking for me. And so this is why Mosh is the best. No one is a bigger shill for the NFL on the shield than Peter King. He Absolutely. Is, he's the absolute freaking, he's the, what, what do you call it? The the profile pick or what, uh, the, the picture boy. You watch. He's going to be the one now, and we're going to talk about it later. But when the Gruden stuff comes out that it wasn't what it was supposed to be, Come on. that the NFL was going to be at, at, at fault here, he's going to be the one that, mark it down, write it down. He's going to be the one that defends the National oh, Football League. Let's go, Mosh. Let's go. I'm just saying. Uncle Mosh, you're the smartest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> hey, another $10 donation from uh, Joe AXT13. Oh, thank you. He's got a uh, shout out there from Oxnard, California. Oxnard. Oxnard. We appreciate you, Joe AXT, man. Right on. Oh, all right. Let's, uh, let's get into some of the audio now, so um, you guys will talk about the Raiders. Until now, we're going to talk a bunch, and we've got a ton of audio clips uh, to get to, and we're going to lead it off by playing um, some commentary from uh, most recently Raider linebacker K.J. Wright, of course famous for playing with the Legion of Boom over there in Seattle, but had a great year um, by most accounts last year. K.J. Wright, also a veteran of the Bustin' with the Boys podcast. You can check that out, and he uh, wears his Raider pride loudly. And uh, so let's check in with him as he appears on NFL Network and has posed the question. Posed the question? Is that po- right? He posed the question. Okay, the question was posed to him. Oh, the que- okay, okay. He question? answered the question that was posed. Thank you, sir. Uh, the question was, are the Chiefs the best team in the AFC West? They're not, and when I look at and when I look at the offseason they put together, I, I didn't like it. Look at leave, letting Tyreek Hill leave that building is going to take some time Seriously. to overcome. You cannot just let him leave the building and expect to still be number one in that division. Who's number one? It's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. Come on, that's why I have his number one. And when you look at the offseason they put together, bringing in Josh McDaniels, he is the quarterback guru. He has a blueprint to getting guys to the Super Bowl. And when you pair him with Derek Carr, you bring Derek Carr's favorite weapon in and Devontae Adams. I cannot wait to see those guys go to work this year. And then on the defensive side, we haven't got to defense. Bringing the best, in my opinion, pass rusher and Chandler Jones, pairing him with Max Crosby. It's going to be a fun time to watch. And so the Raiders are number one in this division. Oh, my gosh. I love it, man. Hey, ask that guy if he'll do a power ranking for us. <laughs> <laughs> now, his power rankings we like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it, <laughs> when it comes to KJ Wright and Rich Eisen, we are all about their power uh, rankings. Um, all right, so the, good stuff there from KJ. Uh, appreciate him. And I'm, I'm assuming he's probably leaning towards being done in his career now that he's making all these appearances and whatnot. And, uh, and uh, yeah, what an excellent career that he had. And uh, glad to see him wrap it up with the silver and black uh, if he doesn't come back and play this year. All right. Here we go, Mosh. This is a fun one. Okay. All right. We're going to get into the, uh, to the Derek Carr segment. Nothing brings them in like Derek Carr talk. So I'm telling you. So we're going we're gonna to dig in on some Derek Carr talk. And so Pat McAfee show, which is quickly becoming one of my, one of my favorite sports Great shows. Great show. Way up there. like He's up there with Rich and Dan Patrick and those guys. So Pat McAfee show, he's got uh, a former uh, NFL quarterback, Dan Orlovsky, uh, on the show. And Dan bills himself as a quarterback guru. And Dan posed a list of players that – win or that excuse me that their teams win because of them not not just players but quarterbacks let me clarify quarterbacks that lead their team to to victories because of them not in spite of them not because of surrounding talent 
So here's his list, and they're going to cover it here, but I'll, I'll do it awful fast, so I'll, I'll run it down here for you. It's Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, Justin Abair, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Matthew Stafford. So let's check in now with the list and specifically about how Derek Carr is on the list. You win because of uh, this is your list Josh Allen, stud. Joe Burrow, stud. <laughs> Lamar Jackson, great on the football field and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr, all right. Justin Herbert, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford. What you're saying is Derek Carr doesn't get enough respect because you believe he puts the team on his back. That's why you put him in this list. And I assume that is the one that everybody was kind of up in arms with on this particular list. Yeah, I think there's been three things that I've seen everybody be so emotional about on this one. Yes, Derek Carr, but I've been a Derek Carr guy. Like, I've, I've always You're a Carson been... Wentz guy, too, and then he threw a left-handed interception <laughs> for zero-yard pick six, zero yards against division rival fourth quarter. So then I didn't hear a word about him after that. <laughs> yeah. Guys, how'd you watch him play and be like, yeah, this is going to be the right guy for All the right, Colts? I'll get to that. Can I answer the first question? What I'm just saying, whenever you give your opinion, I listen. You hear me? Whenever you give an opinion, I listen. Darius Butler gives an opinion on the secondary, I listen. Or anything, really, defensive side of the ball, I'm going to listen. Now, if he starts speaking on the offense, I'll be like, all right, let me check and see what he's saying. When you speak about quarterbacks, a lot of us are like, all right, we must listen. So whenever you have these little, you know, emotional attachments to different guys and your words aren't matching up with their play, you can call into question your legitimacy as a quarterback guru. And I didn't want to do that after watching Carson play. But now I assume that's what a lot of people are doing with you having Derek Carr on here and Dak Prescott on the other one. Okay, so I've explained the whole stance on the Dak Prescott situation. The Derek Carr one, I think we have evidence over the last two years when that roster has been depleted at moments or that defense has just gotten absolutely gutted, Derek Carr plays at such a level that they are able to and do win games because he plays at such a high level. I asked people in Dak Prescott games, that didn't happen. Derek Carr did. That's why Derek Carr has played himself onto that list. Hey, okay. We need to um, give more respect to Derek Carr. I'd like yes. everybody in the NFL Let's world to give more respect to Derek Carr, guru of the football. Dan Orlovsky saw the film, says, hey, this is what you need to do. We duly noted by us, Dan. I want to let you know this- All right, there we go. Let's give more respect to Derek Carr. He deserves it. And so, look, I uh, I went a little bit of a uh, black hole of the internet again tonight. All right. And I found something. Now, we're not huge fans of PFF around here, but I do mention them an awful lot. Even though I'm not a big fan of theirs, there is some really good stuff on their website. This was something that was really cool that they came up with. So this is, it's a really busy list. It's an eye chart, so I'm showing it up here for the YouTube audience. You can't even see it. It's so dang small. I can't, the oh, camera, my gosh. The camera can't even focus on no. it. No. Quarterback adjusted wins over expected. From 2019 to 2021, what is an adjusted win? It's a one-score game weighted less than a full win. Actual adjusted wins over for an average quarterback. All right, so what that means is that there's a median. So there's a zero line, and based on that quarterback's play, how much did they push them (coughs) over the expected (coughs) win total for the team? Okay? Now, you can say it's a goofy metric or goofy study, whatever. But point being, though, is that when, and the reason I focus on or, or feature these things a lot of times is that it's, it just provides a little bit of an insight 
because it's not like it's just another little like nugget of things that you can use in consideration when you're thinking about you know how good is your quarterback. So when you think about the the player that's top of the list, number one is Patrick Mahomes. So this is adjusted wins over expected. So basically, it's saying that this team that the Chiefs or Patrick Mahomes is responsible for more wins than expected by. X amount. And so in this case, it's 10 for Patrick Mahomes. Number two on the list is Aaron Rodgers, uh, who's at seven. Then you got Ryan Tannehill, then Josh Allen, and then guess who? Derek Carr. Derek Carr, top five. Like, so all the conversations that we have around is is Derek Carr, like, do the do the Raiders win more because of Derek Carr? Well, you got a guy that studies film like Dan Orlovsky, and then now you got PFF, like I got to trust it. I don't know. I mean, all I, I'm, we're just a fan over here, but you know, if it walks like a duck and you know there what I you mean, go. you know what I mean? Let's go. So anyway, so good stuff there from, uh, from Dan and the Pat McAfee show and also PFF. All right, let me get to another one here. This is a little bit of a lengthy one. So uh, I'm going um, <laughs> to, Washington, I'm going to use this as an opportunity to use a restroom. This is like when you're a DJ and you play paradise by the dashboard light. Yeah, yeah, it means yeah. you got to go to the bathroom. Yeah, our American pie. That's exactly right. So for those of you that are old enough to get that reference, you're our people. Um, all right, so um, uh, let's, let's check in with David Carr, of course, uh, Derek's older brother, uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. And, and, I, and I'm kind of joking. It's a, it's a long clip. It's like six minutes long, but it's really, really good. And there was nothing in here that, you know, normally I like kind of cut out and trim out chunks of interviews and whatnot. But I wanted to feature this whole thing because this provides some incredible insight on the relationship and the dynamic and everything that's going on between the Raiders and Derek Carr and now Derek's best friend, Devontae Adams, and I'm so happy to have this young man in silver and black. And uh, this is pretty cool stuff here. So check in with this. Uh, this is David Carr talking about uh, DADC, which I'm putting that on a shirt. I'm, I'm, we're so going to have a shirt that says DADC and, uh, and, and uh, referencing our, our two studs on offense. So let's check in with David talking about DADC. So we just talked about how deep the AFC is this year. No deeper pool than the AFC West. Easily the toughest division in football now that Russell Wilson is there and so many other new additions from Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. And we all know uh, how many people uh, have entered this division. Kansas City, less Tyreek Hill, but so on and so forth. They have gotten um, a ton of talent on their team. That said, uh, David, do you know who I have chosen to beat all of them in the AFC West well, this year? Are you aware of that? If we're vibing the way I think that we are, talking about the Jets, but I'm going to hope that you're you're speaking about a team in Las Vegas. I am speaking about a team in Las Vegas, and I've gotten a ton of crap for it. But well, I, I got any crap last night for putting the Jets in the playoffs, Rich. You know what? I, I don't know if we understand if we if we knew we're scratching each other's backs in a way, uh, David. But we we kind of are because I I do love the addition uh, of Chandler Jones to go with Max Crosby, and then Devonte Adams to hook up with your brother again. Um, is it's such a rarity to have uh, a quarterback wide receiver relationship that's new but not new at all, right? So. <laughs> So rare, and it's it's been something that they've they've tried to make happen for five years now. Since Devontae signed his contract extension several years ago with the Packers, he Derek was pushing to get him there, and and Devontae was really close, man. I mean, that a couple years ago they were really close to making that happen, and so for it to actually happen, I remember I was sitting on I was actually sitting on set at the NFL Network when it when it went through with James Jones, and James is obviously sad because he's a Packer, right? But 
he uh, it was it was almost surreal because, that, like you said, it it never really happens that you you absolutely get to pull off something like this where guys that have known each other since they were essentially teenagers get to play and obviously have gotten to the points they've gotten in their career and now find themselves back together. I, I look at the Raiders and to kind of validate your point, when I, I try to look at them, you know, just objectively, like how is this, how is this going to work out? And from a quarterback standpoint, I always look at matchups. It, that's what this league is. And we hear that all the time, but it literally, that's what it comes down to. And so you already have, and, and Foster Moreau said this to me the other day. He was out here working out with some of the kids in our, our high school team, and he was out on the field right here, about 100 feet from at, and he said, you already have two guys that are basically unguardable, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. Like, they just mad, they create the unique matchup issues for the defense. And now you add Devontae Adams. How do you cover them down? You know, so that's, that's the main issue. And Derek's as good as anybody. If, he's, if he has a quality that is elite, it, for me, it's the ability to recognize what the defense is in, what they're trying to do, and get the ball as quickly as possible to his best matchup. And that's what he does. And now he's loaded with an offensive play caller. That, that, that's all they've done for 20 years is find matchups and exploit them. So I, I, I don't necessarily see um, a situation where the Raiders are going to go into a game and not have a favorable matchup on the outside. So anything can happen. The trenches, obviously, Phil Mack and, you know, the Chargers have done up front. I mean, they're, they're formidable, so they're going to have to protect. Um, but, I mean, from a, from a, just a play, player standpoint, I, I love their chances against, against anybody. So why, why does your brother and Devontae Adams vibe so well, do you think? I mean, because, again, you, know, you knowing yeah. their history and how much they mean to each other personally, uh, you might have been one of the few people not totally shocked that Devontae Adams leaves Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers in back-to-back MVP seasons to go to a totally new spot. So fill in some of the blanks, if you don't mind. No problem. I mean, well, I, I think that from the moment that they got together in Fresno, um, it was a unique situation because Devontae, Devontae came to Fresno and, um, and visited there and, and basically signed with Fresno State because of Derek. And so from the, from the moment that they met, on his recruiting trip, they they hit it off. They just have a unique bond, and they're best friends. And Devontae, even before they made the move to Vegas, so first of all, in the Bay Area, he bought a house right next to Derek. They worked out in the offseason. They trained together, even when Devontae was in Green Bay. Same thing. Derek moves to Vegas. Devontae moves to Vegas. And this was about a month before the whole thing went down where he joined up. So they just had a unique bond. They've always gotten uh, gotten along well. I mean, and then the chemistry on the field is, 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 I think, the biggest thing. So there's guys that are, that are quarterback-friendly from a wide receiver perspective. There's guys that you like to throw to. But then there's, like, this, this different level that these guys have always had. And I, I, asked, you, I asked Derek after their first workout, um, as official teammates, again, in Las Vegas, he's driving back home, and they're both in the car together. I, I, they FaceTimed. And so I said, yeah, how'd it go? And Derek's like, it's, every ball is six inches in front of his chest. It's just a natural thing. So he, he understands Devontae. They, they also share that, um, that affinity for uh, – Devontae is very confident. He's a very confident receiver. And Derek, every receiver that Derek has ever talked to me about, he, he's compared to Devontae Adams. Every receiver. He's like, he does this like Devontae. It's always been that way. So um, I think that's the biggest thing. They just – they have affinity for each other's ability. 
Uh, Derek loves Devontae's athleticism, has always felt like he's hands down the best receiver he's ever played with. He's said that since he was 19 years old, and it hasn't changed a decade later. So I'm excited to see these guys play together, man. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm excited for the, the country because when they're at Fresno, a lot of people saw him play. But I'm excited for the actual NFL uh, family and community to get a chance to watch these guys because wow. it's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. Wow. All right, Raider Nation. I hope Man, you guys that was look. awesome. Isn't that fantastic, Mosh? Tell me what your thought. And do you want to do the? Do you want to shout out what's going on in the mm. chat first, or do you want to? Do you I want, do. Let me. Let me. Um, please. Let me. I'm. I'm. I'm over here. Actually, having to work tonight. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You're a busy man tonight. Pineapple B one twenty two Fingerhurst hundred bucks. Let's go. Ten chips to start right off the bat, and then John Ogle followed him up with the purchase of four chips. Oh my gosh. 40 bucks. Beautiful. We are going to end up giving away both helmets tonight. We are giving away both helmets. We appreciate you, John Ogle. Commitment to Excellent Podcast. Audio video on one phone, chat on another. Uh, still don't know where swag is for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so we appreciate you. And Pineapple says he needs uh, he needs another mini helmet to match his uh, Howie Long helmet. I love because, it. of course, he won, he won the Howie Long helmet that we gave away. But uh, it was appreciate you and all those very, very kind donations. Keep them coming. And uh, we are going to give away 100% of that money uh, to the One Nation Foundation and then probably uh, most all of it to um, to the Blitikoff. We're over year. 500 bucks tonight. Are we really no already? kidding? No kidding. No kidding. No kidding. And we haven't even got we haven't even got to uh, any of the good stuff yet. Oh my gosh! Amazing. We're so, having a ball. Come uh, on! So come good. on! Thank you all so very very much. Hit and, the like button. Yeah, hit the like button. <laughs> and, I, and I and you know when we get this these kind of nights, then I start throwing in t shirts and all kinds of other stuff yeah. into the into the into the goodie bags there. So so keep them coming. We appreciate you very very much. All right. Um. So another topic we've talked a lot about uh, this this <laughs> really since the season was over is that. Some of this criticism that got lobbied at Darren Waller, and in terms of like so unfair, it's it was so, so unfair, so unfair. And like, and Mosh and I have talked frequently about being at that last game of the year, that last regular season game against the Chargers, and we could see him just like in his routes and stuff. And we were like, basically, like you know, celebrating that his effort and 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 the the idea that he was out there, uh, but he just didn't look right. And Mosh, you kept calling. You're like, he just eh, like he's 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 a little you know he's soft on a leg. Like he just didn't didn't quite look right. So it's so this off season criticism that's gone on about Darren Waller and people like speculating about trading him and all this stuff. It's the goofiest sentiment. You just heard David Carr talking about it when you got Waller and you got Renfro and now you got Adams. Like who are you gonna cover? You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, at some point, like, you're going to expose the defense. You're going to expose all those different matchups that, that David was talking about as well. And so we, again, Mosh and I, we're just, you know, dopey fans here in my bonus room. But the eye test, it, it did look like something was wrong. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that you just don't criticize or judge players based when they're hurt. And so sure enough, freaking Darren Waller kind of talks about it here. On the Ross Tucker podcast, who if you don't know who Ross is, he fills in once in a while for, for Dan Patrick. He's a, he's a pretty good host. But it, Darren comes right out and talks about it. And um, look, Raider Nation, Darren Waller ain't going anywhere. And hopefully the Raiders get him signed under a long-term contract. You know, and he's a straight shooter. That's the other thing that people yes. don't understand. Thank this you. This guy, he, he don't play the game. If, when you've been through what he's been through, he, he don't play. He he's going to tell you like it is, you know? Amen. This is, he, he has bared his soul to the world and said, I had a problem. I fixed it. 
I've done what I needed to do to get better. So if I've got a bum leg or I've got whatever, whatever, it, I was a, I was a drug addict and an alcoholic. What what's an Achilles problem going to do me? <laughs> right. You know, yeah, yeah. come on, yeah. take the guy at his word. Great point. Nineteen was an incredible year. Twenty, an incredible year. Last year, it just seemed like you couldn't shake the injuries. What what kind of um, injuries did you have to deal with last year, and how frustrating was that? Yeah, it was definitely frustrating. Um, the first game that I missed was uh, the Eagles game. I don't remember the week exactly, but the Friday practice before that game, I got tripped running like a, a fly sweep motion behind the line of scrimmage by uh, one of our offensive linemen who was kicking back, and I kicked myself on like the inside of my ankle, and I couldn't finish the practice. Like I tried to, but I couldn't. And then I tried to see Hoffel on Sunday, and I couldn't go. And then um, I came back. We played Cincinnati. I had a, bit, a pretty big game against them. And then the next week was Dallas. And I felt, you know, like I was going to really explode that game. And then I got rolled up, uh, got my knee rolled up pretty good on that Thanksgiving game. And it was just tough, man. Like that took five weeks to bounce back from. And I was like, okay, I can get ready for the Colts game. And then the first day we have practice that week, I get, I get COVID that morning that I wake up and I just, you know, I feel like death. Right. And so it was a lot, you know, it was a lot of adversity and, uh, you know, it was frustrating, of course, because I felt like, you know, just even statistically wise, I was on pace for another thousand yard season and just, you know, just continuing to be there on a day-to-day basis with the team uh, on that journey. So, um, you know, just wanted to be, stay mentally locked in and contribute any way I could come back and, you know, come back out there for the last game of the regular season and, uh, you know, didn't do much, but I was just felt good to be out there and to, you know, and then just get out there in the playoff game and just give it everything that I had. So it was a frust- it was frustrating for sure. You know, and, and there it is. There it is right there in a nutshell. You know, no excuses. This is what happened. I, <coughs> he was frustrated. He was, he was, you could hear it. He was talking about the offensive lineman that stepped back doing what he was supposed to do and he kicked himself in the leg. You know, he it would have been so much easier to blame it on somebody. Yeah, Leatherwood or, blasted me in the leg. You know, Leatherwood did, had a bad set, and I freaking ran yeah. into him or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know who it was. I'm, I'm picking on Leatherwood. But, like, yeah, absolutely, Mosh. I, I agree with you. The guys. <laughs> you got to take the man at his word. That's what I say. Take him at his word, man. And so, anyways, we're going to look forward to Darren Waller being a Raider for a very, very long time. And, uh, yeah, and if you're thinking that the Raiders are going to trade him, I'm, why would you? I mean, seriously, like, think about that. Like, <coughs> set any of your, like, whatever aside. Just think we'll use your football brain. Like, you've got one of the most dynamic tight ends. Is he the best tight end in the league? I don't know. It's debatable. He's certainly one of the most dynamic tight ends in the league. You have one of the most dynamic slot receivers in all of football. Now you have the most dynamic wideout, the, the best wideout in all of football. Like, why would you break up the gang? Like, before they even got started, why would you trade Darren Waller? Zero sense. Yeah. It no. makes zero sense to me. Like, Derek Carr has, I mean, he's Loaded with weapons. Loaded with weapons. Derek Carr's going to go bananas this year. And he's and- never had this amount of of weapons before. He's never had this. Never. Now, if we just got to make sure that our offensive line can protect his butt. Yes, sir. But he, you know, as far as that goes, I mean, they're not out drafting Yoko. You know, I mean, they're, they're gonna they're gonna keep the band together. This is. <laughs> <laughs> you win Beatles reference. That was Sorry. amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, the band is going to stay together. Absolutely. 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 Ain't nobody going anywhere. And so uh, we'll look forward to, again, seeing Darren Waller be a Raider for a very, very long time. All right. So 
That's the Raiders that are. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of talking about the Raiders that aren't. Normally, we talk about the Raiders that are. Because when you start speculating about all kinds of crazy stuff, you never know what can happen. Right, right. But I think there's a lot of legitimacy to this one. So the Raiders are rumored to be pursuing Indomitian Sioux, which as of today, then the January, uh, or January, the June 1st uh, salary cap, the, 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 the old salaries get removed and you get money and blah, blah, blah. The Raiders got like 25 million bucks. So the Raiders could be rumored to go after a few different players, and one of them is Indomitian Sioux. And so let's check in. Um, who are we checking in with on this one? Uh, where am I at? Uh, where am I at? Oh, back to the Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. PMS. Talking to Ian Rappaport about the Raiders potentially pursuing Indomitian Sioux. Follow up. How about Indomitian Sioux? Yeah, Sioux, the, the Bucks kind of moving on from Sioux and signing Akeem Hicks yesterday was... I would say, like, a little bit surprising. You we know? were surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were surprised. Will they bring Indomitian Sioux back still, you think, with that or no? I, I don't think he's going back to the Bucks. Back to the uh, Rams, then? Uh, maybe, but I don't think so. Because remember, if they're spending a lot on Donald, you spend a lot at that position. Some people say, you know what? We've allocated enough money to this position. Um, there's some other teams interested, but obviously, like, Colts? that was a blow for him. He's not coming to the Colts. Actually, I don't know. He might. I don't know. Ooh. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. So that means well, you know a couple of the places he's going to go if you shot down the Colts that much. What are some teams? Uh, you know, I've heard Raiders uh, would be one of those teams Damn. potentially. But it's Careful. the problem is he's 35, <laughs> and he's done one-year deals every time, and he is he believes very strongly in his value, like very strongly. So does he get the money he wants, or does he say, all right, at 35 I've made – God, I don't even know how much he's made. So a gazillion. Much. Play for oh the Colts. Gosh. Okay, the Raiders. Too many people going to the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the, big time. So Indomitian Sioux, so for those Ooh. of you that forgot, he had that monster contract when he went to the Dolphins uh, right. from the Lions. And, uh, and yeah, so so and he's and, and apparently he's one of those guys that like um, like so many other players have like set up like all these successful businesses and like, you know, consults with like and is highly invested in real estate. All that kind of, so and Dominican Sue doesn't need the money. So he's going to he's going to make his 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 play where where he wants. He's going to Brady it. He's going to play to play. There you go. I think so. I definitely think so. Uh, Freddie Chavez with a $10 donation in there says Raider Nation for life. Appreciate you, Freddie Chavez. That earns you a poker chip uh for one of the uh mini helmets we're drawing for tonight in Sebastian Janikowski and Shane Leckler. But yeah, I would love to see Sue. So Sue and Dominican Sue is one of those guys to me, Mosh. And uh I, I would love I would love and will love to see him be a Raider should he sign, but he's one of those guys that just like has Raider written all over him, man. Uh-huh. He's just kind of like you know what I mean, toes the line, you know, like he's kind of almost like an Alzado y kind of type yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Earlier we heard from Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders was talking about growing up as a lifelong Raider fan. Um, Barry Sanders happened to have been in Henderson this past week and toured the Raiders training facility. And was bragging about like how great he thought he could have been. Barry Sanders, probably the greatest of all time, saying he Jeez. how great he could have been if he would have trained with the facilities now that the Raiders have. And again, in, in the in the in those segments, went on and talked about how he's a lifelong Raider fan, which I didn't realize that. But wouldn't it have been amazing with the history of great running backs the Raiders have had to see somebody like Barry Sanders? So it got my wheels turning a little bit, Mosh. So I'm gonna pose a question to you. What players whether it be modern day players like in Dominican Sue or in recent generations like 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 Barry Sanders or even going in the wayback machine, 
was was there ever any players when you were growing up or just as in, in any time during your fandom where you look at them and you go, man, I wish that guy was in silver and black. Early on, I had two. Okay. I had two. An offense and a defense player. I love Dick Butkus. Dick Butkus would just – I remember one time on – there was I can't remember what it was what I was watching. You know, there was – it was a, a commercial or a, a, an interview or something, and, and Dick Butkus was on, and he asked somebody uh, – Dick, you hit so hard. If if you knock somebody's head off, what would you think? And he's like, "Well, if it was a clean hit, it was a clean hit," you know. <laughs> and I always thought, I, I thought, you know, that that mindset that he would have been, he would have been an amazing yeah, Raider. Yeah, you know. I Dang mean, it. and there was and there was a bunch of them. You know, on the on the other side of the line, I, I liked Alex Karras. You know, oh, uh, you know, El Mongo, El Mongo. Yeah, yeah you know, the, yeah, yeah. The, my favorite movie ever made was the Four Hundred Pound Jerk. You know, I, I've never seen uh, that. Yeah, it was I a thought you were going to say Blazing Saddles. No, course. well, Blazing Saddles too. But but uh, and then uh, I had a I had a player. Uh, he, he was a tight end for the Rams back in the '60s, named Jack Snow. Okay, he was, and I always thought, man, what if he could have caught balls from La Monica? Oh, you know, nice, that would have been really cool, really cool. Okay. And then as my as my fandom grew, I always wanted Joe Green to hang up the the oh. the you know I mean. Come Anybody on, Anybody with the nickname Mean? Mean. Should you know, be a Raider. should be a Raider. <laughs> and, and, and then uh, for the Oilers, Steve McNair, man. You know, oh, I you loved you some Steve McNair. I loved Steve McNair, man. Yeah. It, 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 you know, and every Fourth of July, I, you know, I, I celebrate yeah. Alan, celebrate Steve, you know. Um, but he would have been great. But kind of, kind of <clears throat> lately, recently, I like Troy Palomalo. Another oh, Steeler. interesting. Another. He steal- was one I almost put on my li- my little thought list. He just he just he, yes. he exuded Raider. Yeah, you know, and and he, you know with the hair and and everything, and you know, just I mean, uh, God, he would have been great. And then and then Taylor Swift. I mean Taylor Lewan. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift would have been called. No, but Taylor Lewan. Taylor Lewan would be a great. I want writer. Taylor Lewan. I I still want him. You know yeah. when he when he decides to give up the colors we're wearing today, the blue, and trade it in for the silver and black. Come on, Taylor. Taylor would be a great Raider. Taylor would be a great Raider. He would Raider. be a great Raider, yeah. So, there, you know, there's, there's, like there's a handful that I had. There's some of them were, were people I used to like to root against, but, you know. Love it, Mosh. And what's the other guy's name? Oh, <laughs> he was Will Compton. Oh, Will Compton. Right, right, right. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, yeah, those are, those are great ones, Mosh. Great ones. Uh, all right, so I'll give you, I'll give you a few. So, uh, number one, first and foremost, and, and this is, I, I'm a sucker for quarterbacks. I'm a sucker for big-arm quarterbacks. I'm a sucker for, for big-time uh, quarterbacks that are versatile and, uh, and kind of redefine the position at times. And Aaron Rodgers would have been the best. He's a Bay Area guy or Chico guy anyway. Like, Aaron Rodgers would have been freaking incredible as a Raider. Um, he's not, but I, I just, anyways, I just, I think that he just again that kind of the quirkiness of him as a player and like all that kind of stuff i think he would have been a great raider um a guy i brought up a couple weeks ago an la guy that was like you talk about the definition of scrappy a little bit undersized but played way bigger than he was and was an absolute badass and would like i mean test him a little bit and he'd bloody your nose on the field and that's steve smith the wide receiver for for the panthers and then of course the ravens but Steve Smith, I thought, would have been perfect as a Raider. But then, okay, so then it's interesting. My last one is one that I – because I thought about Palomalu, and, 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 and not to push back on your Palomalu call because I like that, 
but with the with the history of great Raider safeties and the ball hawking nature. Oh, Ed Reed. Ed Reed oh. would have been badass as a Raider. Like I did, look, I even got chills. Ed Reed would have been a perfect Raider. Can you imagine seeing Ed Reed back in the day in the early 2000s wearing silver and black, freaking picking off passes and taking them to the house? Like, Paul Amalu was like the more, because those were the two best safeties in football for years. Right, Paul Amalu was like the strong version, the like, you know, the play at the line of scrimmage, the big hitter, the big tackler. Ed Reed was the finesse guy. He was the guy that was the ball hawk, the guy that would I forget how many career interceptions he had and all that kind of stuff. But like it's like he would it's like he would would stutter step back there, just waiting. And he, just, he was and a center he, fielder. Yeah. Yes, and then he yes. would just cut in. Yes. hundred percent. hundred percent. Can you imagine if Charles Woodson and like Charles Woodson, Namdi Asamoah, and Ed Reed on the same defense? Oh. Forget about it. Championships. Anyways, but anyway, so there, <laughs> what are yours, Raider Nation? Tell us, uh, tell us what you got in there. So, some players that you think uh, would have been great Raiders uh, throughout history or otherwise. Fabricator Gill on the IE right there with a, with a with a donation, twenty bucks coming in from our buddy Fabricator Gill. Uh, talked to Fabricator a little bit this week already, and uh, he of course is going to make the trip to Tennessee. And so I'll tell you what, before we move on to the last segment, which is the Sea of Fans mailbag, where we hear from you because more of you and less of us is a good thing. Let's talk about Tennessee. So wait a minute. What? There's one on here. What? There's there's a name on here. Oh, Ray Ray or or Dan? No, Marino. Yeah, Marino, your boy. You mean? He, yeah. That yeah, guy. That guy. <laughs> the only guy that gets to share the space with uh, with Little Murph. <laughs> so all right. So full confession time. Went growing up as a kid in the Bay from San Jose, California. When the Raiders left, we had our feelings hurt a little we bit. We did. We were butthurt. Big we time. were butthurt that the Raiders left. And there was a lot of us that, and you know, I'm a 10-year-old kid or however old, heck old I was. Um, part of my fandom left. I never stopped being a Raider fan. But I started looking other places. Elsewhere. Yeah, elsewhere sure. for, for players and teams to root for. And Marino played against the Niners in the Super Bowl. And we hate the Niners, of course. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm a Dolphins and a Dan Marino fan. And then again, all that that I just talked about Aaron Rodgers about being a fan of guys that redefine the position and bring a, a, a level of talent that is unprecedented, all that good stuff. That's what Marino did. Marino would have been an amazing Raider. I mean, my gosh. Well, yeah, but there there was a bunch of there was a bunch of uh, uh, of Dolphins that would have been Larry Zonka. Zonka would have been Mercury a good one. Morris. Mercury Morris. You know Warfield. Oh my gosh, yeah. there was there was some Dolphins back in the day that would have had a ball playing in the silver and black. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. But yeah, so anyway, so yeah, Marino and they're great, great. Who was that? Uh, Trinidad said that. I uh, appreciate that, Trinidad. Uh, Alfred Esparza with, with Ray Ray, bringing up Ray Lewis. Yeah, I mean, pff, talk about passion and intensity, man. Like, you know, that, anybody, oh, Sean Taylor. Let's oh, go. Oh, rest, in, go. rest in peace. Rest in peace. Taken way too soon. Um, Sean Taylor would have been is an excellent mention, Capo. Great call out there. Um, all right. What was I going to talk about? I was going to talk about something. We were heading into the Sea of Fans. Heading into the Sea of Fans, but I was going to say something else first. What we're, was it? Oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Oh, damn it. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> It'll come to you. Okay. All right, let's get to the Sea of Fans mailbag. Stupid. <laughs> I'm not stupid. I'm an idiot. Fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied. He's thrown. It is.
right. While Uncle Mosh is uh, using the uh, the repository here in the fan cave, I will. Uh, I remembered what it was I wanted to talk about. So um, our buddy Fabricator Gill in the IE and so many of our good friends and listeners of this show are coming to Tennessee uh, for the Raiders-Titans game. And for those of you that are new to the show, the reason being is that we're from California, from San Jose, as I mentioned, uh, but we have uh, relocated out to Middle Tennessee and have taken our Raider fandom with us. And so anytime that the Raiders come to, to Nashville to play the Titans, uh, we have a, a big thing uh, that we like to do, whether that be a tailgate or a get-together or a meetup, or in this case, probably all that stuff. So, uh, so on Friday, before the game, I know a lot of you are traveling in, so we don't have any major, major plans uh, for Friday other than just kind of like our families coming in and like that kind of stuff. So we got just a little bit going on on Friday. But then Saturday, uh, speaking of Taylor Lewan, um, my best friend and yours, Swag Jeff, has been talking to Will Compton about their plans for the Raiders-Titans game. And uh, so Will has um on our request uh, jeff asked him can we tag along with your tailgate or whatever your pregame thing is that you're going to be doing before the raiders tight and he was gracious enough to to welcome us to that so i don't have anything definitive to tell you now but know this that probably saturday or maybe even sunday morning before the game wherever the bussing with the boys podcast tailgate is happening that's where we'll be which might be in like usually it's like the acme oyster house uh uh downtown uh right there across the street from or across the river from the stadium but so anyway so we're gonna we're gonna kind of post up where those guys are at and all y'all come join us like we're gonna have a big rfr meetup and we told will like we're bringing all the Raider fans with us to come and join up for that. And he said, sweet, because I'm rooting for the Raiders that day, which was badass, man. We love us and Will Compton around here. And um, Murph, Swag, Jeff, and who's the third guy? So we appreciate yeah, We all don't love him. <laughs> but anyways, and so we're going to have a lot of fun on that Saturday. So definitely look for us for that. And then depending, and again, it's all kind of in flux, depending on whether we do that with them on Saturday or Sunday, if we do that with them on Sunday and we have our big uh, pregame there, then Saturday night we'll probably do something downtown Nashville. If we do, if they do their thing Saturday night, then we'll just see you at the game on Sunday for our own tailgate. I know Gil is coming in. Mojo's going to be cooking. Like it's it's going to be epic, and there's so much more still to figure out. But just know this: that that weekend in September for the Raiders Titans game, if you're coming to the game, we're going to have some serious RFR meetup uh, things going on. Um, more than one or two, probably uh, a, a few, and uh, and look forward to seeing all of you uh, very much. Then, uh, Masha, can't we, we've We've had some blasts at the at the tailgates we've done right, before. Right, right, right. We've partnered up. We've never had this many people coming in. This is great. This is great. This is going to be incredible. Speaking of new people, yes, uh, sir. PSP Raiderette, welcome PSP Raiderette. Threw a ten dollars donation oh, in there. Oh, wonderful! Thank you so much. Going to join in the uh, the one chip gang, bringing it on. And show her what she can win, Mosh. She can win either this helmet or this helmet. <laughs> <laughs> One signed by Seabass and the other signed by Shane Leckler. Shane Leckler. There we go. Future Hall of Famers. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so there we go. So uh, appreciate you, PSP Raider Rat. Appreciate uh, everybody else, too. Uh, Fabricator Gill's coming in. Uh, he says he's bringing seven. 
Oh my gosh, spring seven. See, I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to have like, it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be our biggest one probably yet. Uh, Vic in Sacramento is in there. Uh, Raider Gears and Threads, that's our buddy Jay. He'll be there. Uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider will be there. Matthew Mangus says it sounds fun. Hope you make it. Uh, Trinidad is there. Ebony Graves, hope to see the Graves is there. Uh, Chris Rubio is in there. Um, so many of our good folks. Paul, Paul? Paul. We need to, hey, Paul. Come to a game, man. We'd love to meet up with Paul. Wouldn't that be fun? Paul, what, uh, what do we got? Buy, buy a ticket, Paul. It's way we'll easier. We'll get you a place to stay. It's way <laughs> easier for you to come here than for all 900 of us to go to England. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that would be fun. That would sure would be fun. <laughs> and it may not have to be 900 of us. Maybe it's just you and me. <laughs> PSP. Hey, there you go. PSP Raiderette. She says, I'm not in the one chip gang. I'm in the oh, three chip gang. Let's go. We appreciate twenty you. more dollars. Oh my gosh! And oh my god! Thank you, PSP Raider. And speaking of twenty dollars, Fargo Raider says Bobby Boucher would have made a hell of a Raider. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What's he say about that? your water. You can premium H two O. It's your medulla oblongata, Colonel Sanders. All right, let's go. Let's get into these emails. Oh, you're, are you still doing some homework uh, no, over there? No, I'm good. I got it right now. Okay, all right. So this is where we hear from more of you and less of us because that's a way better thing because our listeners of this show are what carry this darn thing. We have the best community in all of Raider Nation and all of sports, frankly. And so when you jump in in the Sea of Fans mailbag, you can do that in two different ways. You can uh, call the show at 909-345-3346. That is 909-345-3346. Or you can email the show at show, S-H-O-W. <laughs> that incredibly <laughs> difficult word to spell. That incredibly four-letter words are not my thing. S-H-O-W at RaidersFanRio.com. And if you send us an email uh, an undefined amount of times, or you send us a, a voicemail three times and you get it played on the show, we refer to you as a made man or a made woman. And Mosh, we have a made man to celebrate tonight. And so uh, let's go ahead and jump into these emails. And who do you have to start us off? Murph, Mosh, Swaggo, Capo Nation. First, let me start with some respect. Most other shows give shout-outs. There's nothing wrong with that. But, LOL, how many people think they accidentally started the show over? Damn it! <laughs> we are never getting to Raider Talk. Wait until the Murph math rant starts. But, ah, uh, get on with it. Much respect to Swag Jeff for another installment of Sw Summer of Swag. Well done, sir. From back as long as I can remember, I've been a fan of the NFL draft. I even got up early and thought the 9 a.m. start. Caught the 9 a.m. start. Back in the Radio City days and did some Murph math and thought it was a 6 a.m. start on the West Coast. My friend and I sat outside the bar for three hours. Damn, I only watched college football for the scouting aspect. Then, to hear we were getting a draft on our opening year in Vegas, I was jacked. Then the world closed, so I waited. Now it came. I set my time up and time off, and I was all dialed. I was even going to Kevin and Aaron's wedding. Then the owner of my restaurant passed away, so suddenly my plate was full again. Sorry, I missed everyone. Lifelong dream missed. Hmm. So, now the schedule is out. Nice. With everybody lining up, I can ride a train to Seattle from Portland and fly out to Nashville and get good seats at both games for the same price as cheap seats in the Death Star. So these are That's my true. two trips. My only question is, where we where are we making a black hole at Nissan? 
And lastly, can we get a moment of silence for the loss of Kay Adams from Good Morning Football? Yeah, sad. Stacy Rough Raider, longtime listener, lifetime fan, one-time Sizzler Award winner. P.S. Something that's always bugged me, and I've never heard anyone say this. We pile on Callahan for not changing at least the audibles for 2002. We burn a center who was mental trauma just knowing what was about to happen to us that game. Why are we giving the guy calling the audibles and who had as much to do with the playbook as Gruden a pass? To me, I put Bitch Gannon right alongside of Marcus Bitch-Ass Allen as questionable Raiders. Little along the Raider rant. Wow, Stacy Rough Raider bringing some thunder there, Mosh. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So you're a coach, like, or, or you're, and I, I don't know. Well, I mean, you're a coach in many things, but like, I don't know. I don't know if I hold Rich as much uh, to a high level of accountability because Rich can only do what Rich can do because they're going to give him two or three plays and then he's got to call an audible out like, we're good, we're good, or change it at the line of scrimmage. Like, I don't know if I pin that on Rich. I, I think I got to put a little on Rich. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Please do. Because because Rich had a relationship with John, and Rich should have known. You oh, know? And, and, fair. And because John, John was known for his relationships with his quarterbacks. And Rich should have right. Rich should have known after it after it started. It was like it was like almost like they were stealing the signs, you know. You know the oh, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the pitchers are going to know. Okay, so this guy's laying off my curve. Okay, wait a minute, what's going on? This guy's this guy knows a fastball's coming, and he right, just took Derek it. Brooks is hollering out your audibles at yeah, you. Yeah, he just yeah. took it yard. Okay, what the hell? So I don't know. I kind of I kind of like that. I, I okay, you know fair. Uncle Mosh, you're the smartest man alive. No, I'm really not. <laughs> Flights to Nashville, check. Hotel in Nashville, check. Game tickets, check. Time with Raiders friends and family, priceless. See you there, R. <laughs> See you. <laughs> Is that the one that? <laughs> that's the one that tripped you up. <laughs> <laughs> See you there, Raider Nation for life. Arizona Raiders Nation's media and travel team. Raiders gear. Oh, these are hashtags. R- yeah. Hashtag Raiders gear and threads. Jay Jackson. Love it. Oh, Love it. nice, Jay. Appreciate you, Jay, jumping in here. And so listen, <laughs> Mosh, I've got something to say about Jay Jackson. All right, hit me. Our good buddy, Jay Jackson, from there's this, the, the, the fan over there, for those of you on the YouTubes, to see the Arizona Raider Nation. Yeah, he uh, sent uh, me a t-shirt one time. I still wear it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Jay Jackson, we met him at the Blitnikoff Foundation this last year. Super guy. Jay is a super guy. And you know what, Mosh? He's now emailed the show numerous times. We've met him. Not, not only did we have we met him like at Blitnikoff, we hung out with him yeah. for a hot minute at, 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 at the draft this year. He came out to the freaking the flag football game. He hung out with me and Swaggo when we went and met Woodson that night. Like, Jay has become, uh, he came to our RFR meetup that we did at the Rockstar Bar. Like, Jay is freaking like representing Raiders Fan Radio in the biggest of ways. Yeah. And love so it. let's honor him and make him the newest made man here for Raiders Fan Radio. You are a made man. You showed you are part of the family by participation. By chance, a man like yourself should make enemies, then they would become my enemies. Showing you are a friend of Raiders Fan Radio, you have leapt across the line. 
Friendship is everything. Friendship is more than talent. It is more than the government. It's almost equal to family. Be loyal. Made man, Raider fan. Someday, and that day may never come, I'll call upon you to do a service for me. But until that day, accept this as a gift. And don't ever forget, words can hurt more, but silence can break hearts. All right, welcome to the table, our good buddy Jay, Raider Gears and Threads, Arizona Raider Nation. We appreciate you so very, very much for your support of Raiders Fan Radio. Love it, love it. All right, I'm going to apologize now okay, for this next reading because if there were a smaller font than six, <laughs> you would have printed it. <laughs> Show Mosh goes, what, two was too high? Two was taken. <laughs> you know, my glasses are a 375 for crying out loud. Greetings, Murph, Mosh, and Jeff. <laughs> I love being able to interact with greetings, Murph, Mosh. <laughs> <laughs> I love being able to interact with the fan cave on the regular with fun history and the elements of the weird. But May the 4th inspired me to chip in with my own Raiders Star Wars connection. Now I wish oh, I would have never read this. yes. You want me to take now, this one? Now, before I begin, I must let everyone know that I am close to the age of Mosh. And when I was in high school, I was one of those Star Wars haters. But as I have come to know and love the Raiders over the years, I have come to appreciate the Star Wars connection which has now been completely validated by Mark Davis referring to Allegiant Let's Stadium go. as the Death Star. Let's do it. So with respect to Mosh, I have to say I have long since adapted <laughs> and surrendered to the dark side. Oh, nice. Now, obviously there is no debate about the Emperor. Never has been, never will be. So I think I can easily move on from that. But here is where it gets interesting. For the best pairing of the rule of two, Master and Apprentice, you have to think back all the way to the beginning when Al took over the team. Who did he handpick to be his first true number one enforcer on the offensive line? And he had to wrestle him away from the rival NFL to do it? It was, of course, my probably one of my all-time top three Raiders ever. I think I even said that on a program. Gene Upshaw. Absolutely. Upshaw became the captain of the team, and he was the guy who would keep all the players in line and remind them about it what, what it was like to be a Raider. And as the team continued to evolve, he was right there, helping guide them to multiple championships. He was the Darth Vader, the Darth I like Maul. It. That's a good call. If there was ever a question about anything Raiders, he was the go-to guy. And you didn't question Gene Upshaw. And he ended up taking those lessons and principles and becoming the director of the NFLPA. But he was always a Raider until the day he died. So my rule of two is Al Davis and Gene Upshaw. Love it. Most underrated Raider ever, maybe. Uh, not by me. Now, for the Jedi Council, let's start with Yoda. Here is where I ask the question, who has been there from the beginning? Has been both a player and a coach. Has been cool and collected Hello? throughout was always good at holding his tongue and always allowing players to use the force on their own terms. 
and was the one person who could calmly stand in the presence of anyone or anything. And to top it off, he led the team to not one, but two world championships. And people still talk about him and embrace him today, over 60 years after the start. And he finally, finally, finally. got into the Hall of Fame last year after having to wait patiently for years and years. If you follow my logic, you would understand why I'm lobbying for Tom Flores as the Yoda of my Dig Raider it. Jedi Council. Dig it! The Obi-Wan, of course, is Ken Stabler. He nice. didn't come in as a star, even as a starter, but he was indoctrinated into what was to be a Raider by Blanda and Upshaw and Shell and Bolitnikoff and even Jim Otto. He learned what it was to be a Raider, and he was a true Raider in every sense, on the field and off the field. He was a renegade, but he was a leader, and Obi-Wan certainly had his battles with authority, as did Stabler. But Stabler knew his mission and his task, and he came back after falling just short and guided the Raiders to their first ever championship. And in the end, knowing that it was inevitable, he sacrificed himself in trade to another team where he was then vanquished by the Raiders in the playoffs. So Stabler is my Obi-Wan. Dig it. As for Mace Windu, I don't have a clue what a Mace Windu is. He's Sam Jackson. Oh, I was going He's the with the bald Jedi with the purple lightsaber. Gotcha. I was going with Matt Mahosh. You'd watch that show sometime. <laughs> I was going with Matt Millen. He really crafted what it was to be a Raider in the New Age. He took the lessons he learned when the older Raiders took him under their wing in 1980 and he instantly put them into play for the defense. And he became that unit's leader in his rookie year. And he helped them win a championship. He was not afraid to bloody the nose of a teammate. And he reminded everyone that the motto, cheating is encouraged, simply meant. Give it all you've got and just get it done. He took the lessons and applied them right away. And who was more loyal to the Raiders over the years than Matt Millen? No one. In fact, Millen even called Al Davis and tried to convince him not to draft Jamarcus, even yeah. as he was serving as the GM of a rival team. And Al continued to take care of Matt and his family for, a, for as long as Al was around. And Millen, even today, has been a part of the Raiders broadcast team. Other characters, Han Solo, Ray Guy, Chewbacca, Ben Davidson. Oh, that's what I said. Ray. Who's Ray? Uh, she's from the sequel trilogy. She's Derek Carr, The Last Hope. Oh, okay. And here is my most interesting one. Luke Skywalker is Marcus Allen. He battled with the Emperor and won, but he eventually went into exile and didn't reemerge on the Raiders scene <laughs> until many years later. But now he is back and once again a proud member of the nation. And he can pass along those lessons to the new generation of Raider players and fans. So that's it. You can now turn to your regular programming and Mosh can come back to the table or resume listening to the show. <laughs> T-H-O-M, assistant GM to the episode numbers. Nice. Good Appreciate job, you, Tom. Tom. Good stuff on the on the Star Wars references there. You love that, Mosh. I, I didn't understand most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, everybody. Hey. I hope you're all okay and Memorial Day went well for everyone. I'd like to add my best wishes to all those who have served and those that continue to serve. Thank you. Never seems enough. Your sacrifice and courage never goes unnoticed across the pond. Since the last three stories have caught my attention, 
There are lots of theories out there that the NFL was trying to get rid of Mark Davis for whatever reason, whether it's just an age-old revenge mission or because they don't see him as capable of making the most of the Vegas market. There are signs that there could be something in it, and it wouldn't be surprised at all by any of us. We all think that, you know. They're always out to get us. What we have needed over the years to distance ourselves from such thoughts or inferences has been a strong-minded, independent thinking commissioner. But if we're waiting for fairness and equal rights from the current setup, then it'll be a long wait. Let's face it. You couldn't trust Roger Goodell as far as you could spit him. And he's the, <laughs> la- <laughs> he's the latest in a line of commissioners that weren't or aren't fit for purpose. Pete Rozelle was a puppet. Paul Tagliabue was as wet as a puddle, and Goodell is so insignificant his own family must think from time to time, didn't we know a Roger? If the guy walked up to an automatic door, it wouldn't open. The one thing they have in common, though, is their hatred for the Raiders and a love of money. So if they and the other powerful owners see opportunities being wasted in Vegas, the Davis name could be under threat. Watch this space. Which brings me unto the excellent Hondo Carpenter, who reported that we came close to being moved at one stage and renamed as the St. Louis Raiders. I'll just pause there for a second to stop myself from throwing up. Apparently, (laughs) really, apparently a restructured ownership was discussed plus a total rebrand. Further proof that Mark Davis is under pressure from some dark forces. Then last week, the Raiders opened a huge can of worms by inviting Colin Kaepernick to Henderson for a tryout. Part of Raider Nation went into complete meltdown, and just like... <coughs> Pardon me. Switching the me. filters there, Mosh. And I know, right? And just like that, Derek Carr became the least divisive quarterback at the Raiders, <laughs> if only for a few hours. There were many st- Stating that if we sign him, they'd never follow the Raiders again. Strange but true. What can I tell you? I'm very aware that this is a sensitive subject, and I don't want to offend anybody or delve into the politics of your fine country. There are things I'm sure that I'm not aware of being so far away, but but my take is this. The guy only came in for a workout. He hasn't thrown a ball in anger in six years, so it was sensible to see what he has to offer. The Raiders went about things in the right way, and that could well be all we see of Kaepernick going forward. However, by all accounts, things went well, and he impressed more than a few people. Personally, I don't think anything will come of it, but if it went the distance and we signed him to a contract, it would be with the intention of making the Raiders better, and that's pretty much all I care about. If I have a doubt at all, it would be the media circus that would surround him being a distraction for the rest of the team. That is that is probably one of the most profound paragraphs I think I've ever read on the show. Right on, Paul. Seriously, good stuff, Paul. I mean, if if you and I had to do a if we had to do a a synopsis of what's been going on with the whole Kaepernick thing, that's that's pretty much it, man. It's pretty if, much. If the Raiders bring somebody in that they think can better the game. Then bring him in. If the guy hadn't thrown a ball in six years, give him a football. Let's see what he can Let's do. See what he can do. And what, what is what, wow, Paul? The, you know what? You know what defined the Raiders? All these great Raider teams of the '70s and even the '80s and all. That? 
Giving players second chances. That's literally what Al Davis built his teams what on. What did we talk about with Waller? What have we talked about with Crosby? Amen. What have we talked about with... Damn, Paul, you are dead on. Amazing job. And you know what? And, and look, and this is Mark Davis putting his money where his mouth is, too. He said this. Um, I believe in Colin Kaepernick. He deserves every chance in the world to become a quarterback. I'll stand by it. If our coaches and general manager want to bring him in, I'd welcome him. Uh, then when uh, speaking on the uh, company paid day off that Mark Davis is giving uh, on, on Juneteenth for all uh, employees of the Raiders, he said, since 2017, I've told the coaches and general managers, if they want to hire Colin Kaepernick, they have my blessing. Look, if the guy can make the team better, it's, it's, the, it's the Raiders are bigger than, than the player, right? Like, it's, 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 yes, we have reverence for all the amazing players that have made up the Raiders over the years, but ultimately it's like, it's, it's, it's just win, baby. That's it. Paul finishes up his thought a little bit here with, with, a, um, with an epilogue, and it says, again, from a distance, what I saw back in the day was a young guy that had reached the end of his tether and decided to do something about social injustice. He should be applauded for his heart being in the right place and trying to do something positive. Whether he went about it in the right way is a different argument, but from a football perspective, surely he's entitled to try and resurrect his career. I'm saving this. That's a this really, is, really good freaking email. Holy mackerel. Paul, congratulations, my brother. That's amazing. As I say, I don't think anything will come of it, but fair play to him for trying out. The Raiders are doing what others are scared of. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Let's go, Paul. Paul for We're, somebody, why, why does it take a guy that's 5,000 <laughs> miles away from us, 5,000 miles away from our shores, to, 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 to point out the obvious. Yeah. God bless this man. He, he gets it. You, you get to Nashville, brother. I'll put you up. And finally, this week, last show you looked at the new season schedule. It looks a tough one for us, no doubt. But I'm confident we're going to improve on last year and we'll control our own destiny more. I see 11 and 6. Somebody else said that. With a 4 and 2 <laughs> divisional <laughs> record. Go. We'll sweep one of our rivals. And this year, I think it'll be the who? Jeez! I still think Kansas City are, are the team to beat in the division, although they aren't as good as they think they are, and they won't be as dominant. The Chargers have an overrated quarterback and a head coach who thinks he's playing Madden. And nobody <laughs> else who the donkeys nobody else knows who the donkeys head coach is. I don't buy into the whole Russell Wilson thing anymore, and without Vic Fangio, their defense <laughs> would be tested. <sighs> expectations are rising, and as the preseason gets closer, the juices will start flowing more and more. It's now only 64 days until the Hall of Fame game in Canton and 102 days until the season opener in L.A. I can't wait for it all to get started. Oh, and don't forget, it's June 1st, so something big could be about to happen. Hunter Renfro's contract? Please be Hunter Renfro's contract. Uh, come on, I'm Is with it you. Hunter Renfro's contract? Please be Hunter Renfro's contract. <laughs> Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Egerton, Shopshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man, five time, five time, five time. I dropped the ball on that one. That's okay. Here we go. That's a, well, you know why you jumped it? Because he's got a new plus one I, now, I, right? I saw it there, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, BRT Sizzler, scorekeeper, proud made man, five, five time, time, five time, five time, plus one, plus one, plus one. one. Winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Good. <laughs> there I go, Paul. Wow, that was so good, Paul. 
Great job, Paul, man. Amazing job on that email and appreciate all of our incredible emailers to the show tonight, uh, including Jay Jackson, who uh, who got himself made uh, by, by emailing the show. And if you want to email the show, you can do that at show, S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com. All right, next up, we're going to get to these voicemails, and then we're going to get out of here for the night, and we're going to give away what... So this is probably last call, huh, Mosh? Shadoodles, yeah, I just hit the wrong button. Oh, no, what'd you do? Uh, I had to restart. <laughs> all right well we've got uh, some amazing donations in there i know pineapple had his uh hundred dollar donation in there fargo raider has brought a couple different donations in there for for 1999 uh talking about uh, bobby boucher uh and, and and mama said in there and so we appreciate you fargo raider psp raider of course with that latest 20 dollar donation and if you want to get in uh on these giveaways tonight we're going to give away a two mini helmets so we've got a sebastian janikowski autographed mini helmet uh JSA certified and a Shane Leckler JSA certified uh, autograph mini helmet. We're giving those two things away. If you want to get in, let's go ahead and get those donations in now because we're going to jump into the voicemails and uh, you can call the show at any time, 24-7-365 at 909-345-3346. That's 909-345-3346. Leave us a message. We play it three times. You become a made man or made woman. And... We always start off this uh, this uh, segment with our good friend Aaron the Q Dog Raider because every crew needs a, needs a captain. We call him the Capo. So let's check in with our good buddy Aaron the Q Dog Raider. Greetings, Don Murphy, Sig Larry Moss, Under Boss Sonny, our Sergeant Oz, the Sizzler, Big Raider Trucker, Mojo Queen of the Universe, Peace, Ramon the Mean King, Swag Jeff, Wild Raider, and happy belated birthday to Wild Raider. Jim and I Raiders Unite. Chuck Splatterhead McCann from the Inebra Nation. Ron the Mater Raider. Let's get this thing started. Nation. Now, today is June 1st. By, by now, the Raiders will likely have gained 25 million valuable dollars in cap space, presumably by cutting some pricey uh, players that no longer need to be in our employ. Now, Hopefully, this further translates in us to going and getting some free agents on the uh, open market. A lot of talk has been made about Ndamukong soon, and hey, bring him on. He's got the mentality of a Raider. Let's see if he has the stability to be a champion again. And also, I hope we go out there and we try to get a speedy wide receiver. There's been a rumor, it, for all I know, began on Memorial Day, um, of being a possible trade for he who is not worthy of the jersey number 24 for Ravens cap casualty safety, Chuck Clark. Memo today, Ziegler, do the damn deal. Now, there's a lawsuit that, that I don't know, maybe one or two of you guys possibly have uh, caught wind of involving John Gruden against the NFL and could wind up costing Commissioner Roger Goodell his particular job, according to Aww. the man Ash, the law firm <laughs> in Las Vegas. Now, Gruden scored a major victory in the suit last Wednesday when the Nevada District Court ruled that his case could proceed in open court rather than through the confidential arbitration process. Gruden's lawsuit against the NFL and Commissioner Roger Goodell is, in fact, the real deal. 
this case can now proceed in open court and not through that process that I already alluded to. The translation basically boils down to this. The entire situation became an a clear and present nightmare to the NFL defendants. Remember, Gruden settled all his claims against the Raiders immediately after stepping down. Gruden then went out and hired the exact same law firm uh, for his bombshell lawsuit against the NFL and Goodell. Um, he also, by securing that law firm, is the same law firm that Mark Davis and the Raiders utilized for their own personal and professional dealing. Come on. Now, the timing coincidentally suggests that Mark Davis is supporting this endeavor. If true, Goodell and the NFL should be extra worried because they're basically not fighting one person in Chucky, but actually two well-funded and aggrieved opponents, one of whom is in the shadows and not technically a part of the lawsuit. Now, Gruden's case survived dismissal. Gruden's legal team can now begin uh, the arduous process of the next step of discovery. Now, let me break this down for you. Gruden's lawyers throughout the discovery phase can demand emails, memos, phone logs, text messages, and even metadata to support their claim. Gruden's team can demand that Goodell sit down and be deposed and give testimony under oath. Oh, it's going down, son. Short of a few <laughs> procedural maneuvers to delay the process, there's not much the NFL can do to stop this from happening. Now, this is the important part, and I need you to laugh on, latch on to this. Now, pay very close attention. No company, let alone the NFL, wants a hostile um, party rummaging through their, their desk drawers for information. The only way a defendant can stop the discovery process is to offer the plaintiff an irresistible sum of money. Hmm. Unfortunately for the NFL, that may be a number that doesn't exist because Gruden, uh, he's their worst nightmare because they don't want money. <laughs> Mark Davis and Chucky, they're out for blood, not cash. A defendant's worst nightmare is simply this, and this is tech book. Now, a plaintiff who doesn't care about the money is the company's Scary. worst nightmare. Yep. Now, Johnny Depp is my witness. This is a case that's getting <laughs> interesting. It's being predicted that this lawsuit will ultimately, once again, cost Goodell his job. With adversaries like Gruden and Davis, Goodell faces the discovery effort, and this, no telling what it's going to uncover whenever, you know, Gruden, uh, Goodell's wrongdoing comes to light. In today's digital world, the same one that took and hung out Chucky to drive, I find it inconceivable that there's not anything, not something out there that couldn't implicate Goodell that might cost him his particular career with the NFL. The scope of discovery is limited to the case at hand, but the discovery has a way of, let's say, uh, finding all possible skeletons in the closet. You don't believe me? Just ask Coach Gruden. Silver Linings. For the first time in over two decades, John Madden will be returning to the box cover of the hit NFL game franchise named after the Pro Football Hall of Famer. That's right, the late iconic broadcaster, Raiders head coach, and video game personality who passed away at the age of 85 in December. It's been announced that hashtag Madden Day, which signaled the 34th anniversary of the release of John Madden football, according to the EA Sports website, Madden NFL 23 will have Madden on the cover in three unique covers that pay tribute to the different chapters of his particular professional life. Kudos to EA Sports. The hit list, Jonathan Abram, Jackson Mahomes, Roger Goodell, Jerry Jones, Daniel Snyder, Jim Rowe, Mike Wilbon, Jason Whitlock, Insurrectionist, and anybody else that hates females in yoga pants. <laughs> 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 I appreciate you, Aaron the Q Dog Raider.
Great you know, stuff, man. It's he, what what he didn't. Great job, great job, Q. What what Q didn't mention on there is that Goodell. Goodell it, it's hard for me to fathom sixty three million dollars a year. Now you know, right, I, right, I, right. I, I know that that people make there's billionaires and stuff out there, but the man makes a million over a million dollars a week. That's bananas. How do you, you yeah. how do you make a million dollars a week and set yourself up to be taken down in a court of law by the way he's going to be taken down? How do you how do you set yourself? Because everybody and, and there's and there's just desserts here because everybody oh you know Gruden this and Gruden that and he pissed away you know 111 million dollars over that you know blah 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 blah. blah. Goodell's pissing away a whole lot more than that. He's pissing Absolutely. away a million dollars a week. In the last two years, he made sixty-three million dollars a year. That's been it's 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 and it's okay. Let me ask you this, okay? Because I'm I'm really trying to wrap my brain around, and I and I haven't yet, and I'm 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 getting there. The Washington football team investigation obviously revealed some major things that some in, ugly shit, yeah, some ugly shit, and whether that be you know from fixing of games of some right, sort right, right, or gambling right. or you know some form of you know sexual misconduct or like there's some things in there that came out so why did the league choose to target Groot? now all this said then my question poised posed um I get it why John Gruden got fired. Like uh, the things that he put in company emails, although he wasn't working for the, the league or the, the, the Raiders at the time, I get it why when that was exposed that the Raiders were forced in their hand to let him go because those things are unacceptable. But why is it, though, that these things were isolated when you know there are m tons of other infractions that were going on because you don't say things like that to people that – would maybe not be a, a, akin to that kind of commentary. So there's other things. It's bigger than John, and this is what I. This is the part that I can't wrap my brain around yet. What is the smoking gun? What is the thing that Dan Snyder or the Washington Football Team or Goodell or the league? What's that one thing, Mosh? Do you think that that one thing would be something that would compromise the integrity of the league, and then that's why they're willing to take those big <clears throat> swings to try to take out the Raiders? Because I'm telling you, like. I feel like, and I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just a knucklehead in my bonus room. But this is the tip of the iceberg, man. There's some big shit going on, okay. in this league, right? My, my name's not Kevin, so I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Fair, but I know, I know that there is, I know that FIFA is the 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 one of the most corrupt organizations in the world, and it's one of the largest sports organizations. It's probably bigger than the NFL. Well, you know, I mean, we're, oh, we're, sure, sure. we're stuck here. Paul could probably elaborate more on, on soccer. But, and it's, and it's just, it's just awful, um, the corruption there. I, I don't, I don't have any faith or belief in the uh, Olympic committees anymore. Um, yeah, good point. I, I, there's, there's when you, what happens is, is when you're talking sixty three million dollars a year, and there's so much money to be played with, and there's, I, it's money corrupts, and I think that's what's happening. And I, as I think because the NFL is worth billions and billions and billions of dollars, and they, you know, they want to get rid of their people. They, you want to look like they're doing the right thing. I mean, we could go into 
social commentary on all this stuff. But I, I, I'm a, I agree with you. There's, there's a smoking gun. I don't know that we'll ever know what the smoking gun is, but there's going to be some stuff that comes out. You know, and like Aaron said, there's in a discovery phase, right? No company wants you rooting through their stuff because stuff is going to come out because humans are flawed. And so, you know, and especially in in, in this day and age that we are, where everything is held to the utmost of scrutiny and public, like all it takes is one Twitter post. And guess what? Like you're canceled. You know what I mean? And like, and sometimes you should be canceled for things you say. And then sometimes there's an overreaction or an overswing of the pendulum. And I don't know, again, I don't, I don't have any answers. I'm trying to really wrap my brain around this thing. And I think too, that the other thing is that Mosh, I'm really rooting for there not to be a thing. Like, Look, we base our whole podcast and our this community of amazing people. It's fostered by this league. It's fostered by this sport and this team. Clearly, our team is being unfairly targeted for a way. But if if there's a lapse in integrity of the league, gosh, that's really tough. But you as know a fan, what, man? But, I don't. But I, but, but, you know? but haven't we been talking about that? It, didn't Paul talk about that in his in his rant? Didn't other people? Haven't people? We all said that. We have said that from the beginning that we that's are the red, that we are the redheaded stepchild, and that the league is against us. And now that we can prove it, you're going to say you don't want that to happen. I'm saying, okay, bring it. Well, okay, right, okay, right. If you. we if we're going to prove that, if we can prove that we, that our After coach all these years, or all these years that our coach was unjustly. I mean, we, I just read an email that says, oh, they wanted to rebrand the Raiders. They wanted to get rid of Mark Davis. They wanted to move them out of out of Vegas. All the rules and all the stuff that's been in play that we talk about. Um, um, uh, my girl, uh, PSP Raiderette said that earlier. She said, you know, they hate us. She says, uh, uh, they hate Raider Nation and they use this to try to put a knife in our back. Talking about Gruden. Yeah. And she's right. You know, um, uh, uh, I mean, she, she even says Gruden could have been put through sensitivities uh, sessions. Clearly, there is more to him talking that way for him to think it was okay to do so. Yes, you're right. But for that to be what happens, you know, uh, that's the thing that took him down. Like, that's it's the just, thing. No, it's, it's I, 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 I'm with Q. I, I, I say bring it on. And and I think and I, and I think there was a lot of us. Q said that from the beginning. We said that from the beginning. You know what what he was accused of doing. Um, what what he 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 owned. What he, he, he never he never denied what he said with that all that we always said we uh, let's hear the rest of the story let's Paul Harvey this yes. and now we're gonna and if and if it's and if it comes out to prove that the NFL was corrupt in that we knew that we as Raider fans know more than anybody <laughs> so why is it going to be a surprise it's no surprise to me get his ass out of there Paul. Paul from from Shropshire, Mississippi says, I'll do that damn job and I'll do it a whole lot cheaper. Let's go. Paul in 23 for commissioner. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. That's not what it is. <laughs> yes, it is. No, it's not. They hate us because we is us. They f- can hate us because they ain't Stop us. saying that. Hate us because they <laughs> 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 All right, let's get out the rest of these voicemails. Let's check in with our buddy, uh, Mosh. We got to meet him at the RFR meetup out there in Vegas. Uh, let's check in with our new friend of the show, Cool Cody. Hey, this is uh, Cody Thompson, a.k.a. the Cool Cody. Um, calling in here. It's a little late on the schedule, at least, but uh, excuse me while I put my Raider colored glasses on, but I'm looking at this schedule on. I mean, win, win, win. 
Sunny. <laughs> oh, there's a win. 16 and 0, baby. Calling it right now. What else can I say? The Chiefs, <laughs> the Chargers, the Broncos. Go Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done, Cody Thompson. Great job there, buddy. And look forward to meeting up with you again in another game or a meetup. Uh, and yeah, F all those people in those teams. All right, next up, let's check in with our buddy down in Houston. Uh, we call him the historian because he always offers up some amazing insight and knowledge into the history of the Raiders. He's our good buddy, Houston Raiders Steve. That's right, Jeff. Nation, made men and women. Houston Raiders Steve. Just going to say, I love the draft that the uh, Raiders had. Of course, we have to remember Devontae Adams, the kind of player he is. Man, he's, he's just the best. What can I say? Uh, Dylan Parham. Offensive lineman Memphis, he's going to be competing against Andre James. You never can have enough offensive and defensive linemen. That's where you win games in the trenches, we all know. Samir White, running back Georgia. Man, he's going to be a great addition with Pinion Drake and also Josh Jacobs and everything if, if Jacobs doesn't renew in 2023. That was round four. Round four, we also got Neil Farrell, LSU defensive tackle. He's going to be great in the competition and the everything. Like I said, you many the L to the L. It ain't <laughs> You can. Uh, round five, Matthew Butler from Tennessee. Man, he's going to be really good in everything from what I, everything that I'm reading about him. Round seven, Thayer Mumford, offensive lineman, Ohio State. They really recruited him. Man, six foot six, 320 pounds. He's going to be a beast, man. He's going to be he's in their road grader, as we call it. Round seven. Can't have enough running backs. Britton Brown out of UCLA. He says it's a, the Raiders are a great organization. He's going to make it probably as a practice squad player. We have four players. Actually, we had 20 players, but the people I looked at, you can I looked this up, linebacker Luke Masterson from Wake Forest is really great. Seth Sincere McCormick, UTSA running back, great player, 100 games, uh, 18 games, 100 more yards. Uh, safety Isaiah Paulo Mile, USC Trojan, started 29 or 32 games, and defensive end Jack Van Zelkenberg, Iowa. 20 players. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good stuff from our buddy Houston Raiders, Steve. Appreciate you, Steve. Uh, hey, so in the chat room there, uh, Big Raider Trucker is in there, our good buddy Emiliano. Uh, first off, he says he's got a baby update. The baby's doing good. That's Yay. always amazing to hear. But then he also says Boston in six. Will you stifle <laughs> yourself? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> All right, let's check in with our buddy. He calls himself the northernmost Raider fan. He is our buddy Kiljadis up there in Alaska. Mosh, not put my thumb on the scale. Just play the damn thing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time to start the show starting Schmucky the Raider Bear. Nice. Schmucky Bear is drunker than the average bear. Schmucky Bear is always in the Reese's hair. At the nosebleed section, you will find him there. Chugging down more beers than the average bear. He will sleep till noon, but before it's dark, him all the batteries best before they disembark. Schmucky's more notorious than a billionaire. That's because he's Schmucky the Raider Bear. Schmucky the Raider Bear Show is brought to you by these wonderful sponsors. Tim Brown Brownies. When you're looking to find a quick way to end the munchies after smoking some hooch, throw in some Tim Brown Brownies. Only 81 calories to give you a full-bellied reception. Catalogs, Crosby Crunch. Looking to stack your hangover or strip fumble your condor size of a hunger away in the morning? 
Pour a bowl of Crosby Crunch. Borrow this complete breakfast. Cars, cars. Whether you're trying to check down to the next town, or if you're trying to go long across the entire country, go to Derek Carr's car dealership. I love Complete it. With insurance just in case your car fumbles a tire along the way. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Stop over to Cars Cars. Jack Tatum's Hennessy. When you want to completely knock out your entire weekend and not remember a darn skibbity thing until you wake up on Monday, pour a glass of Jack Tatum's Hennessy. Jack Tatum's Hennessy. It'll help you get through the off-season. Tired of slow internet? Need something fast? Then join the Cliff Web Branch. Higher speeds than all the other internet plans combined, but a quarter of the price. Downloading kills internet speed, but not Cliff Web Branch internet. With Cliff, speed always kills. Slim Jims. When you want spicy in life, Slim do Slim Jim! <laughs> a special thanks to all these falling sponsors. Davis and Long Barbershop. Willie's Mother's Day Emporium. Lester Hayes' Sticky Icky Hash. Allen's Auto Parts. Mad Bomber's Hot Sauce. Snake Pit Barbecue. Madden's Tough Actin' Tenactin'. <laughs> Woodson's Whiskey and Wine. And of course, our prime sponsor, HR's Tax Agency. When it's third down to get your taxes in and you might not make it or have an audit coming your way, don't settle on punting your refund away. Go to HR Tax Agency. Hunter's agents look forward to giving you a big gain of money and a first down on your next year's taxes. HR's Tax Agency. You'll always want to go third in Renfro. Now, on to the show starting Schmucky the Raider Bear. Oh, my God. <laughs> Admit it, guys. You'd watch the crap out of this cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh the HR gosh. taxes. I know, right? Oh, Fargo so said that. Yeah, love it. Oh, uh, good job, uh, Kill Jadis. Amazing job, Kill Jadis. Man, love it. Man, love it. The creativity that comes from our callers uh, is is absolutely incredible. We thank you so very, very much. All right, one more to get to. Then we're gonna do our Sizzler Award, which goes out to our best email or phone caller of the week. Then we're gonna give away these two mini helmets uh, before we tap out for the night. So the the uh, finish it off tonight with the with the email or excuse me with the voicemails is our good buddies out there in Fremont, California. We call him the main guy. It is Daniel and Matthew Mangus. All righty, bro, I've got it. Hamel, check. Nails, check. Shelving, check. Gemini Man Award, tag team belt. Uh, yeah, let me... Oh, no way! What? Belts are gone! What? What do you mean, our belts are gone? Yeah, they're not here! I took your belt sign... The karaoke kid? Oh, hell no! Hell no! <laughs> I'm a ball belt, motherfucker! <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Happy Fanny Awards. This is your reigning, undisputed Gemini Man Award winners, the twins. And we have a message for the Gemini Man. And we have a message for the reigning, undisputed Gemini Man Award winner, the karaoke kid. We're coming for our belt. Leave me down with that! We got two ones for ya! Suck it! Oh my gosh. So the, the main oh. guy are clearly referencing the. So we have an a, award show that we do here every year called the Fannies, which is coming up here in a few weeks. And, uh, and so we award a Gemini Award, which goes up to the, to the greatest pairing, right? And so you would think that twins would win that every year, but 
They didn't. It was the Raider karaoke kid that won it last year. So that is their uh, their their threat uh, to the karaoke kids. So anyways, <coughs> we appreciate you, Mangus Brothers, and uh, thank you to all of you that called tonight. And hey, look, all you got to do is call and leave a message and get it played on the show three times, and you can get made. Get made, bitches. <laughs> get made. man so tonight we started off stacy rough raiders email fantastic job jay jackson fantastic job and he was also made t hom love t hom strong (laughs) t hom paul Paul? unbelievable unbelievable we're gonna we're gonna talk about paul's uh uh email in a second probably like i said the 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 best 126 words ever written to this show uh and then our voicemails q dog killed it absolutely oh. killed it just just phenomenal I, I i don't know where he has the time to think up all this stuff because he's always dead on uh cool cody he beeped out uh, uh salutations <laughs> to all of our yeah. rivals uh houston raider street steve gave us a fantastic draft rundown Kill Jadis came in strong with his smucky song, his uh, uh, a new take for him. I loved it. I loved what so he did. Good. So good. And then good. the man guy, the karaoke, hey. the karaoke kid challenge, the gauntlet has been tossed down. And so in a in a in a surprise, in a oh. in a huge upset tonight. Sorry, Kill Jadis. <gasps> no way. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sizzler. 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 Kill Jadis, you did an outstanding job. I appreciate that. I was gonna I was gonna mess with you a little bit and say that we gave it to the karaoke kid for his his swag song, but uh the swag song's gonna be incorporated into the uh the the, the rest of the summer of swag. So oh, absolutely. it wasn't it wasn't eligible, but fantastic job. Loved it, love the creativity. Uh appreciate you a ton. And uh with that being said. We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders! You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today! From The Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Well, you know what would have happened if you wouldn't have given Kill Jadis the oh, sad I sack. I loved it. I wouldn't have it. given him the award. Yeah. Yeah, he would have been the sad sack oh. tournament winner. <laughs> is what would happen there. Yeah. So uh, congratulations, Kill Jadis. That was epic, dude. That was, that was so that good. That was great. It was so, so good. So, so good to hear that. And, uh, and, and to all of our callers tonight. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what a, what a so night. Freaking- from, started it off with the Summer Swag song and, and ended it with the gauntlet being thrown down by Karaoke Kid and everybody in between. Fantastic. Fantastic, fantastic job. job. And don't you know, I went ahead, and I won't play the whole thing now, but I had to go in and clip out this because... That is so freaking funny. Smoky Bear's junker than the average bear. Just <laughs> like I love it, man. It's so good that theme song, man. So Kill Jadis, you crushed it, my friend. Uh, good, such a good, good job. Stuff. Keep him coming, Kill Jadis. Keep him coming. Keep him coming. All right, Mosh, let's give some stuff away. Oh man. All right, so we raised over six hundred bucks tonight. No way. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> let's freaking go, man. Thank you so much. Like. Hey, seriously, before we get too far, uh, PSP Raider out with a $10 donation. Done. Here at the end, let me just let me just throw this out. Like, 
So much crazy respect to all of you that have donated tonight. Let me tell you real fast while Uncle Mosh is tallying us up here. 100% of your money goes to the One Nation Foundation. That is our nonprofit organization that we formed when we figured out we could make money with this show. We give 100% of it away to Raiders-related charities, mainly the Bolitnikoff Foundation, which helps a place called Tracy's Place of Hope that was built in uh, in honor and memoriam of Fred Bolitnikoff's daughter, the legendary wide receiver who lost his daughter at a, at a very young age under tragic tragic circumstances and so at risk um, young women this gives them a place of sanctuary gives them the place of, of rehabilitation and that's what all this money is going to go do so despite all this silliness and all the the, the 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 what we do here at Raiders Fan Radio we know that that every single penny that you give us we give that that away and we're going to give it away at the annual Bolenikov Crab Fest coming up this December and, and we don't do that without you we always say it and truly mean it we are the vessels we're the guys with the microphones you are the ones that facilitate this. And so thank you from the bottom of our hearts, the kindness and generosity that you give us here at Raiders Fan Radio. That was very, very well said, Murph. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate that. Thanks. So I got, like I said, we went over $600 ah, tonight. so cool, man. All right, so how we do this is I've got a bucket, hey, a, hey. Ra- a Raider bucket, and uh, I, I've got these chips they're they're labeled. Uh, this one's number one. This is Q Dog. He was the first one to throw in. Okay. He's in the bucket. Tyrone Graves with a couple of them. The Mang guy, Daniel Mangus, Mangai. with eleven of them oh, in there. Oh, they went big. He went he went a whole bunch of different times. He popped in. Kill Jadis got a chip. Uh, uh, big Shane in one shot, a hundred dollars. Oh, Ten thank chips. You, Shane. Ebony Graves got to throw in a couple of chips in there. The other Mang guy. Threw in 10 chips. Let's go, Threw guys. Throughout the evening. I think you helped him out on one of those. Yep. Trinidad, bumping in a, a single chip in there, Thank loving you, Trinidad. it. Uh, Joe Axe T, two chips. Uh, uh, pineapple, 10 chips. Oh, nice pineapple. John Ogle, four chips. Thank you, John Ogle. Freddie Chavez. Throws in a chip, Fabricator Gill, a couple of chips. Thank you, Fabricator Gill. Our girl, PSP Raider S, who's in the running for Rookie of the Year. Absolutely, 100%. I got it already written down. You already written down. I got to take take care of it. Okay. Uh, Four chips. And then then Fargo Raider got all his chips in there. And now I'm going to mix them all up. You can hear that on the podcast. And I'm sticking my hand in there and mixing them some more and throwing them all around. Are you drawing or am I drawing? Uh, no, you're drawing. You're going to draw. Just go in there. They've all been shaken and moved and shaken all around. Hand all it right. to me. This first one is for... Uh, where's, my, where's my fist? There it is. Okay. Sebastian Janikowski. And it is number seven, oh, number Matthew seven. Mangus. Hey, Matthew. Congratulations, buddy. Is that Seabass right there? Let's see. Is that the right that is, uh That is, in fact, that is Sebastian Janikowski. There you go, Matthew Mangus. That's going to be, there's the signature right there on the mini helmet, and we will get that sent to you, of course. And I love Uncle Mosh's touch. He always throws in the poker ship yeah. uh, for me to send that to you as well. So awesome. Congratulations, buddy. There you go. Next one. Next one up. All right. And it is. It is number five. Big Shane with his hundred dollar donation. Big Shane. Big Shane. There you go. 
Nice. Man, nice, we nice, appreciate nice. everybody. This stuff. How? Okay, so Big Shane and Matthew, you got to go ahead and email Murph. Yes, please. <coughs> Pardon me. Email Murph at show show s h o w at RaidersFanRadio.com. Yes, and give him your uh, mailing address, and he will send that. To you. Uh, Matthew says, yes, my favorite Raider. Oh, I love uh, that, Matthew. And you know what's cool, too? Big Shane won Big Shane. Oh. oh let's go, right? How that fun is, is that? so crazy yeah, cool. that's so cool, man. So okay, anyways. so uh, next week we are back. We are going to go. Yes. We'll go next week, and then we're going to be off, actually off for two weeks. Two weeks. So I won't be here because I'll be fishing uh, in Arkansas. Yeah. I'm going yeah, on my yearly are. trip. We're yearly going trip. Uh, 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 after some trophy trout up there in the uh, the wilds of the Arkansas mountains. Nice. On the Norfolk River. And uh, I, I'll be, uh, I'd say I'll be listening, but I won't. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be listening to a darn thing. Nah, You'll nah. be listening to your fly. Hit I'll be, the, I'll hit be the, listening yeah. to the fly hit the uh, hit the river. So, uh, but, uh, so yes, yeah, so we're going to come back next week. So here's what we got going on, Raider Nation. So next week is episode number 249. And so uh, first off, thank you again uh, from for all those donations. I can't wait to get those two mini helmets out. Next week, this is what we're giving away. So me and Swaggo will be here. This is an autographed Nate Hobbs jersey. Uh, this is the AFL uh, version of his jersey. Um, the um, it's not the it's not even the freaking color rush thing. It's an actual no, it's the jersey. AFL jersey. Even though Nate Hobbs didn't play in the AFL, but you you with me though. Um, but it's a, such a cool freaking looking jersey. It's the white. For those of you that are on the audio podcast, you can look you can picture it in your mind. It's the white with the silver numbers and uh, and, and yes and. We wanted to have not only a reflection of of recent Raiders, but freaking legendary Raiders like LaMonica, of course, the recent Raiders like like Seabass and and Leckler, but also new Raiders like like we have with Hobbs. And then we have the Hunter Renfro helmet that we're going to be giving away also, but that will be for the the fannies that we're going to do the the Renfro. So anyways, thank you all of you so much, very much tonight uh, for those donations. Look for us next week. Then we're taking two weeks off, like Mosh said. We're going to do a little summer vacation, and then we're going to come back for episode 250, and we're going to be celebrating... Not only 250 of Raiders Fan Radio, we're going to be celebrating 10 years of Raiders Fan Radio. We're going to be celebrating three years of Swag Jeff, and we're just going to be celebrating the the, the generosity of our uh, Raiders Fan Radio family. And we thank you so very, very much. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. Hope you all have a have a great, safe week. We'll see you next week. Uncle Mosh, take us home. Man, what a great show, guys. We appreciate you all, and uh, we look forward to it. Paul will probably be reaching out to you a little bit. Talk about some of the Fanny stuff. We appreciate your help on being the uh, the guy that, that that has the the ins and the outs, so to speak, on sure. who's done what. And uh, man, everybody had a great night. Be safe out there, boys and girls. Go give blood. There's lots of folks that need it. We'd like to thank you all for listening tonight. For our little buddy that's not here, Swaggy J. You got my my nephew, my real-life nephew, Murph, over there, and you got your old Uncle Mosh on this side. And you've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. You know, what happens in Vegas started in Oakland. Don't worry about the horse being blind. Just load the wagon. Congratulations, Coach. R.I.P., brother. Adios, malingerers. <laughs> uh, what is that? A donkey is a donkey. A muppet is a muppet. Pick a lock.
<laughs> Who said that? I don't know. That's a good one. I don't know why I wrote that down. That's funny, though. That's really oh, funny. Oh good night, everybody. God bless. Good night, YouTubes! Schmucky Bear is drunker than the average bear. Schmucky Bear is always in the police's hair. At the nosebleed section, you will find him there. Chugging down more beers than the average bear. He will sleep till noon, but before it's dark, he'll all the batteries best before they disembark. Schmucky's more notorious than a billionaire. That's because he's Schmucky the Raider Bear. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.